my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah, but but Elf is better. I, I think Elf is the highlight for sure of his career because he made a lot with very little. And also, I feel like after that, that's when he got what was first Elf or or Anchorman? Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Ah! Anchorman. I don't know. Yeah, it was Anchorman. For real? Yeah. Elf, Elf is like oh three. One's Anchorman. I I don't know. Anchorman's 04. Let's let's check. Well, you guys have the internet at your disposal, so look it up. Anchorman was 04. And Elf. Elf. 2003. Yeah. Nailed it. Knew it. Told you. That was when Peter Dinklage was like a nobody. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He's in that movie. Well, he he wasn't a nobody. He He was very huge. Within, like, indie films. Because I remember mm-hmm. actually seeing him before Elf. He was on The Tonight Show. And it was he was on for some film that he did. So, like, he he was wasn't big, he like, but not mainstream big. Like, he was huge in the in the indie world. Like, all those wasn't films. Wasn't he in that movie called, like, Death at a Funeral? And yeah, like, he was. It was a he British was one, both. and then they remade it, and he was in it again. Yeah, he was in both versions. Yeah. That's, that's what I... And I then he, he was liked, in an episode of 30 Rock, I liked too. the remake. It, I thought it was funny. I've never seen him. Well, I've never seen you. <clears throat> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to record? Let's do this. What's your name again? Jason um, Cameron? Connor? <laughs> uh, What's just your to name let you know, we've been recording. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another <gasps> episode of 88 Miles Per Hour <laughs> Podcast. I am... One of three hosts, Sanch, and as usual, I am joined by Chelsea. Chelsea. Is that is that what Hi. are you like, Mario? Mario? I'm Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Mario. Chelsea, Mario. Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea is here. Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Chelsea. Chelsea, and right here I'm with Chelsea Nan- Max. Nanu. Or, Nanu, Max Nanu. or Max Chelsea. Matt, my name's now Max Chelsea. Okay, yeah, I'll and then that. I'm Sanch Chelsea. Because it's like, well, you guys remember that from freaking yeah, Mario yeah. Brothers movie. <laughs> One of the best video game movies of all time. What movie? Exactly. What are you talking What? Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. They didn't have a last name, so his name was Mario Mario. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is, is actually, I always really liked watching that movie. Ugh. I enjoyed it. I don't care. I think I watched it once, and that was it. That I've, was that was one too many. I've seen it kind of a lot. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. Uh, I, I was by myself <laughs> when I saw it too. That was funny. You're by yourself. Yeah, because my my friends they couldn't. He, he got in trouble that day, and I was supposed to go, and I still wanted to go. So and that was at a time when parents could still drop you off at the movies and go watch. Were you like fourteen, fifteen? Uh, when did it come out? What year? Ninety two, I think. Really? I don't know. I was young, but I thought it was awesome. Were you like super? Were you super psyched to see it? 
Yeah, hell yeah. Like, I, I would, I would. Everybody what a letdown. Oh, 93, 93. What a sad letdown for you. You know, <laughs> on, honestly. For the entire world. Yeah, the totally. The entire world. For what, sure. All right, when I was a kid and I saw it, it wasn't that, like, I, I was let down. Like, I still, I still enjoyed it because all I could, all I saw was like, oh, dude, like, that's the perfect Mario. Like, I thought he was the perfect Mario because as a kid. I didn't, you know, I was just like, whatever. Like, I, I still thought it was cool, and I was excited for the sequel, because at the end, I'm like, oh, like, oh, this is going to be cool. But I, I knew as I was watching it, I just remember certain parts being like, like, what is going on? Like, what are they doing? Especially when, like, with that black girl, when they're dancing, and Mario's trying to get, like, the ju- the, the jewelry or something from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember that, where I, even then I was like, because I wasn't, like, a little kid. I was probably in junior high or something, but... Or, or, like, late elementary, but I just thought, like, what are they doing? Like, this is, like, this is a kid's movie. Like, this ain't Mario Brothers. Like, I remember being mad at that, but every time references of the game came out, I was, like, all excited and happy. Like, you know, it's like, oh, look, it's Yoshi, and oh, look, they mentioned such, and he's just gone. But, yeah, as I got older, I realized, like, dude. That movie is, is kind of, like, an acid trip a little bit. Like, it just doesn't really make any, I feel like I watched that when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it in a while. Like, I used to watch it a lot as a kid, but now thinking back, I just remember how weird it was. Like, how, like, strange. Super, <laughs> super, super Mario, super weird. <laughs> Dude, it was just, it, it, it was nothing, nothing that no, any of us wanted. It was like, what is this? Like, it didn't even look like Yoshi. It looked like straight out of, like, Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was. It was just like, it was so bad. And, like, there was no Koopas. There was Bowser wasn't even in it. It was a dude. A dude is not Bowser. <laughs> Bowser is a freaking dinosaur that blows freaking fire out of his mouth. And he loved There's mud. A, it was terrible. Something right? Dirt. Remember? He's like, oh, I want it clean. Yeah, it this is clean stupid. dirt. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it was terrible. Like, uh, I mean, you guys know the history behind the film, right? No. I... Yeah, everyone hated it. No, 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 no. Like the, everyone the... that was. All... The production oh, side of Hoskins it. didn't want to do it. Well, minus uh-huh. the actors, what the actors thought. Because everybody knows Hoskins and, and Lee Guizamo's story. But it was the, the, the two directors that they hired. Those those two directors. So, we, I mean, this could relate to the 80s. Um, but the two directors that they hired, they actually were the directors. They were the people behind uh, Max Headroom. And that's like, you know, you guys remember the the guy with the head that, that talked. Oh, yeah. And, and right, um, right, right, right. so they wanted to do a, a Max Headroom movie. So when they brought them up, they basically had the idea for Max Headroom, it's... the movie and everything is what became a Mario Brothers. Like the, the whole thing, you know, they have like the just like the, the, the weird like New York where it's like very neo industrialism with the whole like. You know, like the hackers and all of that, like computers, like, uh, mm, I can't weird. think of the goddamn word, but very Blade Runner-esque, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like, they, that's what they were going for, so, when, like a they, dystopia or something, so, yeah, there you go, so that, for them, that's what, like, this was the closest they could do to making a Max Hedrum movie, but using Mario Brothers, so, they went in there, they, they, they had all the script, the sets, and everything, and then that's when the studio got worried, because they're like, what the fuck is this, like, this is not... Mario Brothers. So then they brought someone else in and said, "Here's the script. Try to fix it and make it as much as Mario <laughs> Brothers as you can." And since all the sets were built and everything already, they were like, they had to work around the sets. So that's why, like, at that point, they're like, "Okay, 
And they try to make it so like the, their best answer was like, all right, well, this is the real story of Mario Brothers. And at the very, very end, it, it, it gets lost in translation because it, it you see these two guys from Nintendo who like, we love your story so much, we want to make it into a game. So in reality, that mm-hmm. is actually huh. the real Mario Brothers and the video games is just what is based off of the real st- the okay. story or whatever. So yeah, but the studio was so upset, and that's what made Nintendo. I had no idea about that. I had could you not could you imagine? It's like you're trying to make like uh, quesadillas, right? You're you're in your kitchen making quesadillas. You got the tortillas, you got the cheese. You know you're going, and then somebody comes in and gives you like raw raw fish and some and some rice, and say, "Can you make some sushi?" Like, no, man, I'm trying to make like cheese enchiladas here. You just, want me just, to make sushi? Just work it out. Do what you can to save so the then, meal. So then you put the raw fish in the enchiladas, and that's nasty, you know? And that's what we got with Super Mario Brothers. Exactly. That's the analogy. Just stick with cheese enchiladas. You know, if you want to throw a little bit of chicken in there, okay. But, you know, red sauce, not the green sauce. Yeah. And then that's where that's where the, the what you call it, Bob Hoskins and Leguizamo, that's where they come in. And that's the part most people know about that side of the story where they were, like, they were so miserable and, you know, they had these amateur directors, like, the way they were acting, it was just terrible. So, almost the whole time, they were just drunk. Like, during, uh, I know <laughs> I know one of Leguizamo's books, um, he has, like, an autobiography, and he talks about how he was just drunk the whole time on set. You know, Hoskins has been quoted in interviews saying, like, the worst experience of his life. Leguizamo, because they were drunk, Leguizamo did something where, like, they... They were driving a car. They turned the door too fast or something like that. And it smashed Hopkins' hand and broke some of oh his fingers. Gosh. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was Jeez, miserable. What a and, wreck. And, and because of that <laughs> wow. is what made Nintendo be like, okay, you're not making any more movies out of our property. And yeah. that's, that's why they've been, they've been, they've held so tight with their property for, till now. You know, like, I know, like, we're supposed to be getting, like, finally a Legend of Zelda, like, TV show. I remember we talked about it last year on on Brothers Bear, but I don't know what. It's not gonna happen, man. It, no, I, I I don't think it is happening. Didn't they stop production or no? Like I mean, I I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, it was supposed to be like CG or something like that. So maybe it's just being done. I don't I don't know, but I know I know they're they're like now they're open to doing stuff, especially with like a lot of stuff that's been going on um, as of late. You know, uh, with. Uh, like, just the way, you know, Wreck-It Ralph, Pixels, and stuff like that, that they're like, all right, I think we could we could come back well, in Pixels the world. Pixels isn't a good example. It's oh not, but they, <laughs> as, as, as though it wasn't a good example in our eyes or whatever, but for them, they were actually happy with what they saw because it, it, wasn't, money. it wasn't trash. Like, it wasn't, like, disrespectful to anything Nintendo, you know? So I'd like to see a good, like, animated Mario movie. Like, like how they're doing, I mean, it's not really related, but, like, how they're doing the Peanuts movie. Like, I'd like to see a good Mario one. Right? That would be like cool. Like, where it's, an, like, an animated one. Kind of like, yeah, like, where they do in Wreck-It Ralph. But I'd like to see one like that. Like, I'd be down for that, for sure. Well, Sony's doing it. Sony's <laughs> making, like, Ratchet and Clank and, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the other one that they're making? Um... The the raccoon Sly Cooper. What is that? Oh really? Oh yeah, they are. Huh? I forgot about that. See, that's pretty cool. That's 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 cool right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing Sly Cooper. 
And, um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then they are doing Ratchet and Clank. I think, uh, or they just released a, a trailer, trailer for, for it. that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Sony's doing it, and, you know, they're more in the studios. You know, Nintendo doesn't have a studios, but Sony does. And it would be cool to have a Spyro. I want, dude, I love Spyro. We need some more Spyro. Oh, that'd be a cool thing to do with, like, a Spyro <laughs> movie. Yeah. You know, he has to go rescue dragons and stuff. Yeah, I, I never That's played cool. Spyro because I I didn't have a PS One until much later. Um, what what's what's Spyro? What what is that? I, I rented it like right when it came out and played it on my my PS One. I don't really remember much about it, but I remember the little the little guy, the purple dragon, and like yeah, you would is it you would go save like other dragons, right? Yeah, no, the first game. Um, little story so my grandma got me spyro for like christmas and it was like the moment where i was like grandma you are cool (laughs) who even i didn't even know you knew what a video game was and then she was like who told you santa santa told you so i got like i got spyro and i love the game i but it, it was so hard for me to beat the last level so what you do is like you're you're supposed to be like a little dragon and you're not really like a big dragon you don't have fire or whatever you can't fly but then all the other dragons get captured and they're statues and then you have to go rescue oh, them oh yeah they were like in stone or something yeah yeah so you have to rescue them and what's cool is there's like a lot of replay value cuz there's so much unlockables and it's kind of like um not free world, but it's kind of similar because you can you don't have to do the you don't have to do everything in linear order and oh, stuff. It's so. not like Crash Bandicoot. Ah, a little bit. Because remember, Crash Bandicoot was one of those where you had to follow like the the wherever like there was no free world. It wasn't Grand Theft Auto like style. Like you had to right. go forward and you know like most games at the time too. Right. This one wasn't totally free world, but you could go like back into different worlds and you could go and collect um stuff like later on like you just you didn't have to go like every level by level by level you could take breaks and try to complete missions you couldn't do before so Your missions you, you, no no i'm not <laughs> well i mean i think it i think it's time nintendo like like gets with the studio that that's something that's going to tr- like do a good job and and create something awesome. Like I highly doubt. Like the only way Legend of Zelda, if they do live action, is if they do more than one movie. Like it has to be enough to expand a storyline, or they just go CG. Uh, Mario Brothers, the same. Like either they they stick to a, a straight up adaption of it, or they do yeah, like you like Chelsea said, like Charlie Brown style, like that. And which I think it would work if they just went CG. CG oh, is so amazing. Yeah, like, they should do that. Like, I would love to see, you know, a storyline like that. I mean... No more live action, though. Like, I couldn't... That would be awful. Yeah. And but plus, it, but plus, it'd be so hard, though, because, like, the games now are, like, 40 hours of gameplay, right? So that's a... Four, think about it. It's, like, a 40-hour story. Well, you yeah, you're talking about the games hours. now. Like, w- but we're talking about games that back from like when in the 80s do nintendo like we're talking that nintendo where it's like yeah you know, old nintendo uh, the, yeah we're not talking about games now we're talking about yeah old nintendo first but you would, you would have but there's no storyline in that one and that's what they're trying to do with the 93 version is make their own storyline well they, i they could get they could get like a good storyline like they could think something up 
Yeah, I'm just, it, obviously it had it have to be something to do where, you know, they're saving Princess Peach somehow. Like that, definitely. I I'd hope that that would be part of it. Of course, yeah. Um, but they could think it like they could do something. I really yeah. think and like and since like and I think if they kept it classic with like the old one and then if because there's different characters in the other like you know games and like they could do something with like luigi luigi's haunted one like they could kind of yeah like a little tiny bit like not have it be totally based but kind of incorporate a little bit a little bit like that like to i don't know i could they could do it i think it would be good they should have a mario kart but it's like death race yeah and then we just see our our favorite characters die they but they could also have like the carts in it too like they could incorporate a lot like i i think it would be good yeah, it's possible, dude. Like, there, there's talented people out there. They just have to find the right ones in order to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. I think I, I mean it's possible. I think it's I think it's time. Honestly, it's time. You know, it's like I don't know. It's just yeah. They could definitely do it now for sure. Look, have them get speaking together of time. with Disney. What? <laughs> Spe- I was gonna say speaking of time. Oh, Morris Day uh, in the time. I think we should. No. Is it clobbering time? What? It's clobbering time. Is it tool time? Oh, I, was, I was thinking of time. I'm just trying to think of other time related. That was a good one. I, I like it. You pulled uh, um, both of them. Clobbering time and tool time. It's Miller time. Yeah, it's there Miller you go. Time. It's Miller time. Uh, um, it's Morphin time. Oh, yeah, dude. Morphin time. Yeah, you're right. What else is there? It's, um... it's hammer time. Oh, my God. Hammer time, of course. Right? It's hammer time. Uh, time and a half. Nah, I just no, no, it. Yeah, you and, get and out dead. of here, dude. Forget <laughs> it. Right. Bang. And dead. I was going to say, uh, speaking of time, uh, Santos, we should tell our fans what we did yesterday. Yeah. Yes, I want I want to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Chelsea wasn't there, so it'll be filling in to Chelsea and the yeah. fans out there. So, all yeah, right. Listen here. So, me and Max, it, it was uh, yesterday, for those of you who are, all, right, all right, technically, based on whenever you listen to this, it was... Back to the Future Day. So that is officially, as Max puts it, October 24th, 2015. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought it was the 24th? I tried to say first, but fourth came. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a video. The video that I posted yesterday, uh, that was our second take because he <laughs> he messed up and said 24th for some reason. And I was but trying like, but. But I but I corrected myself right after. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not like he left it. No. Um yeah, he, uh, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I try I tried to go with it. Like that's what was, was funny about it. Like I tried to like pull like try to fix it, but afterwards I real like I can tell he was like, I don't want to use this take. So then I just stopped. And <laughs> he was like, You wanna go again? He's like, Yeah, I don't wanna look like an idiot. I was like, Yeah, all right. Well it's kind of important to get the date right. <laughs> that's the point of the video. <laughs> yeah. But but like yeah, I don't know, twenty first, like that's just because like, you know, it should be twenty once or Listen, something. Listen, we like, we know words are hard. Words are hard. It, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Anyways, so um, it was October. I almost did it again. Oh, no. October twenty first, two thousand fifteen. Back to the Future two. Yeah. Uh, but why? Okay, I was gonna say, why is that day important? 
Because back to the f- that's when Marty and Doc Brown they go it's, to the freaking no, future. The no, I the know Star nerd. Wars trailer uh, came out. <laughs> I know that, but I'm like, it's like I'm trying to segue to help you to like, and then you answer. So I say, so, but why is that day important? You're gonna be like, well, because because that's the day when such and such. Instead of like, as if I'm the one that doesn't know, and you're answering for me. Like, never mind, dude. You just failed. I, I got you, bro. I got you. All right. So um, we we went to the mall. We went to. Tw- Twin Pines Mall, and uh, dude, I was actually surprised how many people were there. There was like what, three hundred people? No, there, there was a good amount. Did they uh, have the news cameras there and stuff? There, there was. There was actually uh, the the news van, uh, Channel Seven news van was there. Um, mm-hmm. April O'Neil was there. Yes, April, April O'Neil. <laughs> I yes. got her number. She oh, was there. Sweet. Yeah, it was cool because all right. Here's the thing. Um, for those of you who don't live out here, and I mean, we've talked about it before, but again, we'll just reiterate all of this. Uh, myself, uh, uh, Sanch here, I live in La Puente, and obviously down the street, basically, is Puente Hills Mall. Puente Hills I Mall. think that's really interesting that that's your favorite movie, and you live so close to one of the filming, like, one of the big filming locations for that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, li- I live by, yeah. like, a lot of it in Whittier. Yeah, you do, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's cool, but the main one, the main location is, yeah, Puente Hills Mall. That's is, crazy. Is the location spot for the Twin Pines Mall slash Lone Pines Mall, uh, Lone Pine Mall, uh, and that's where they, you know... Uh, that's actually more focused on the first Back to the Future because it's the date, you know, is the it, it, what was yesterday for tw- uh, the 21st was the the day where Doc and Marty and Jennifer travel to the future. Um, and so that so that's why yesterday was a celebration of it. You know, this year was the 30th anniversary, but also it was celebrating that day because that's the day it's like they travel to the future and we're supposed to have all those awesome things like the flying car and all that. We didn't have that. But because of that, they had Doc Brown's van from the first film. Like it's an, I don't it's a you know, it's not the actual van, but they, they had it set up there and they also made a sign. And that's the thing that was added to it. And it was a sign that says Twin Pines Mall. So uh, Max was like, dude, are you going to be there? I'm like, yeah, of course. I, I got dressed up. I got all cosplayed out. I was Marty McFly. And um, we, met, we met there. And we waited. It was a big... How, Max, you said how long was it? Uh, it was half, a half an hour. A half hour. Damn. Dang. Yeah, half hour just to take a picture with the sign. But what was awesome wow. about it was that uh, we... I didn't want to do the traditional, like, picture. Because when, when I was I was thinking about it, I'm seeing everybody posing. They're just doing either their typical, like, on oh, posing by a sign. Or they're doing the, the normal Back to the Future. And that's when I thought, like, dude, we should do a prom picture pose. <laughs> when we ran up there, we did the obvious picture. But I was like, I, I wasn't even happy. I'm like, dude, let's do, you know prom picture and we and i yelled it out so people would be like wondering like what the hell are we doing so they knew a you know prom pose and then yeah we did that and i I ended up loving that pose so it was yeah that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it was funny me and max did the prom pose then we went down there we took some pictures with the van and everything and and it it was it was an awesome sight to just be there i know this sunday they're they're gonna be uh showing uh the films there sadly I work Sunday night. I don't know if you work, Chelsea. Uh, Max, if you're available, you should go check it out. But um, I know I'm going to be posting this ASAP. So for those of you who happen to listen to this uh, before uh, this weekend, because right now it's this should be lo- loaded up on the 23rd. Uh, go check it out Sunday at Puente Hills Mall if you're there. But yeah, it was an awesome event. Do it. Just for Back to the Future. And then today they released the special october 22nd edition of the usa right. today from the film that has marty 
uh, getting arrested, uh, or not Marty, but his son. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, my, my older, I didn't even know about, did you guys know about that originally? I had no yeah, idea I until I saw it today. I saw it yesterday. I saw something about it yesterday. That they were going to do it today? Yeah. Huh. I had no idea. It wasn't until this morning my, my older brother texts me and he's like, he's like, are you going to go get the USA T- Today paper? And I'm like, oh, no, why? He's like, he's like, all right, Mr. 88 MPH. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? He's like, yeah. Called so, you out. Shots yeah, he did. Fired. He seriously Jeez. called me out. And he's like, this is the Back to the Future edition. And I was like, what? And I looked it up and I was like, holy crap. He's like, man, I've been to nine yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I've been to nine, and I have yet to find it. Like, it's sold out Damn. everywhere. And then he texts me a little later. All right, make that 11. I was like, holy crap. So then I went to USA Today because I was working on a paper for class. And I went online, and it says, oh, just buy your paper here. I was like, all right. So I just bought it. Dude, that's just eBay purchasing. People are just trying to buy it up for eBay. Hell, yeah. I bought three. <laughs> wow. Wait, off eBay, you bought three? No, no, no. The actual oh. website, USA Today. You could go on USA Today oh. and purchase. That was the link that I sent you guys. It was the yeah, link to purchase it. the paper. Oh, you bought it too? I was, I was asleep when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I like put my phone down and went back to sleep. You're like, what? Uh, back to the future. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> Missed out on an opportunity, Chelsea. Did you I guys- did. Oh, dang it. Did you guys see the Jimmy Kimmel skit? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I, I, I'm yet. glad you brought that up. You I, haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I've seen, like... Go away. I, go away. I, go watch it. I posted, on, um, I posted on my Facebook the um, video of Doc Brown, you know, saying that it's finally here, the day is here. Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that one, but I haven't seen the Jimmy Kimmel one yet. Well... Dude, the Jimmy Kimmel one was... It was all right, actually. It, what was cool was seeing... Marty and Doc finally together coming out of DeLorean. Like, that was awesome. But I thought, like, how they were interacting with Jimmy Kimmel was kind of lame. And I also saw the one where it's, like, an ad. I don't know, for, like, Toyota or some car company. That was, yeah. Yeah, where they're talking about, like, making the car. And they're both at the coffee shop together talking. I saw that, too, but... Well, yeah, that was, like, super anticlimactic. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, they've been hyping that up a lot. Like, oh, you know, check out the full video, October 20th. Yeah, kind of lame. It was a late time. It, it's like, um, well, for one thing about the Jimmy Kimmel thing, like, I, like, all right, one thing, like, when I first started watching it, like, right when it was, it was starting, like, I had a massive smile on my face because, for me, I was just so excited to see, you know, both of them out there, McFly and Doc, basically, you know, like, out there. Just together, you know, especially Michael J, like, in cosplay, like, completely in character. Or cosplay, what am I saying? Yeah, because he, was- he doesn't do that. Like, you'll see Christopher Lloyd will dress up as Doc, like, occasionally for stuff, you know, yeah. like, ads and stuff. But, like, you never see uh, Michael Because he's, he's 54 up. years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, but, he's, hey, he's Christopher, be- Lloyd's, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's even older, though, dude. Yeah, Come what on. are you talking about? He dresses about? up as Doc Brown, like, occasionally, like... For that Legos Dimension thing, he did stuff. He yeah. did stuff for for freaking um, fit fight. What was it? How to Die in the West. He was in that. Yeah, he, he he does a lot of like little Doc Brown cameos like throughout the years. Yeah, but you never see Michael J. Fox ever. Even the Nike Mag, the Nike Mag. He uh, a few years ago because I know Bill Hader Hader or whatever is in that yeah. commercial, 
and he's in that as Doc Brown. He's like, he's like, great Scott, and they they shot at the Bethel's Mall. Also, too, I think it was like two years ago uh, in Japan. There was like this electronic store, and again, he was Doc Brown right there. He's like, great Scott, look at this technology, you know, blah blah blah. Um, there was like, I think it was for Microsoft, uh, one of those like big old. Oh yes, really, I saw that. I know you've seen that? that. Yeah, he's again, yeah. he's with one of like the the head corporate guys, and he's like. We gotta travel to the future, blah blah blah. So And he he mentioned I think just I'm sure if you saw it, but he mentioned recently that he wanted to do Back to the Future four. And I don't know if that's true or not, but Yeah, like, no, he did. He said mentioned he like, that he said that. He'd be willing to do it. Um I'm so old though, it's sad. Uh, well see that's what I was gonna bring up because um, I noticed during the, like, you could just tell how old he's going. Yeah. You can, well, he's talk yeah. so slow and everything's so much slower. And it's like, no, he forgot his lines too. Yeah. Oh, he, no. he, had to, he had to really think about his lines. Oh, Did you no. feel that? Like, I felt yeah. like he forgot his lines. Like at one point he was like, uh, he was talking about, I think it was the part with the cell phones, like saying like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and Jimmy Kimmel just jumped in and saved him, you know? And I could tell like, because he was like just str- I felt like he was struggling like I don't know but also too I think it could have been age and I love like 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 it, it was cool because lately whenever you see um, Michael J Fox you know you see the Parkinson's and it sucks like he moves yeah. a lot but he was he was hardly moving like you notice like his hands were in his pockets well when he but when it's his he, body uh, it's not has nothing to do with his hands it's his when whole he tries body. to act like he'll try to like hold I think he tries hard not to do it yeah it's medication you know, when he, too when that he, he acts like yeah. he'll try to but I know I, there was a video of him putting on the Nike shoes the the lace up self lacing shoes oh, yeah. or whatever and he was like having a hard time with it and I was like oh like. It's great that he's putting it on, but it was making me, like, so sad. Like, he was, like, putting, trying to put them on, trying to lay. I was just like, oh, yeah. so sad. But it's cool that, you know, they're doing all this stuff, so. Yeah, with that, like, see, that's why, like, the whole thing, I, I, I mean, I loved it. I honestly did. I mean, it made me tear up because it was, I was just excited to see that happen. And I love I love the humor back and forth because it's like nothing is really going on. And the only thing I felt, though, that was lost with the audience because they probably didn't get the reference. And I know Jimmy Kimmel always has Hugh Lewis on the show. Like, all right. this because he loves him. He loves Hugh Lewis. Yeah. That's like his yeah. favorite band. But Hugh Lewis at one point pops up as his character in the first Backs of the That's Future. That's awesome. With, with the, the, the megaphone, he's like, uh, guys, you know, you're just too darn loud. <laughs> and and it's funny because when he first pops out, everybody knows it's Huey Lewis or whatever, and they all cheer like, oh, it's Huey Lewis. But when he says his line, like... Nobody you, laughs. Yeah, like, not, hardly any laughs. And I'm like, to me, I felt, okay, it's not the fact that I don't think they thought it was funny. Um, like, well, they, they didn't, but it was they more that catch it. they didn't get the reference. That was why. And I thought it was awesome. Like, oh, it was so cool to see him do that. And then they're up there again. And then that's really cool. So Dude, I, the place went ape though. Oh my God. Came out. Like it was just like, they were like, ah, but wow. could you imagine? Cause they probably didn't know that that was going to happen. You just showed to Jimmy Kimmel, uh, recording, you don't know what's gonna yeah, go. Yeah, they on. don't tell you what it is uh-uh. like, until you get there, I think. And he was a guest, Michael J was a guest, and that isn't that because I didn't see the interview afterwards, I just saw the clip. But, um, they announced that the shoes are real, right? Next year, they're actually gonna have the yeah. Nike mags, the self lacing Nike mags. Can we yeah. afford them? I highly doubt it, but <laughs> they're, they're kind of late though, they're a year late. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> Could have hurried up a little bit there, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's like, uh, but uh, I mean, just seeing all this awesome Back to the Future stuff is just, <laughs> it's amazing. I was actually, yeah. 
I was kind of surprised how much in the mainstream media it was in. Like, it was on CBS, like, just, like, on, like, nightly news and stuff. And I was just, like, because at first I thought it was just, like, kind of like a geeky little day, kind of like Hobbit Day or, you know, September 1st is Harry Potter Day. Or, like, Pirate Day or something. What I think was hilarious was on, what was it, was it Monday or Tuesday, the Star Wars, the second Star Wars trailer came out. Oh, yeah. And my whole Facebook feed was all Star Wars, everything. And then yesterday I looked on my um, page and it's all back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's the perfect time to be a geek. Like, seriously, it, 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 is. it is, you know, like that's, what's awesome. Like, it, I mean, I know like, for instance, let's just put it this way. Like Chelsea, like, like your mom, when she was like, you know, a teenager and all that, she would probably be like all the stuff that she loves that she's always loved. Mm -hmm. She'd get made fun of and ridiculed. Like, you know, with me, like, I remember even in high school, like, you got looked at weird for liking anything that was of this sort. Like, they looked at you like, oh, what? Like, you're adorable. But now it's popular. It's so... It's it's, cool to be... Yeah, Yeah, I was going to correct you, Santos. Santos, I was going to correct you. It's not the perfect time to be a geek. It's always the good time to be a geek. Not just the perfect time. Come on, man. It's always... No, it's not because if no, it was here's, if here's, always, what it is. then it would have been cool when I was in high school to it's be a geek. Acceptable to be there a geek. Now. There you go. There you. It's acceptable. See, it's no I'm, longer I'm is there a revenge of the nerds because there is no there you go, revenge. Yeah. It's gonna I, be I revenge of the jocks. Geek for a long time. You what? Because I played I played sports and like I you know Jasmine yeah, get out of here, Jasmine, dude. Like like, no, seriously, I hid my inner geek. Yeah, but see, I was secretly like collecting my video games and secretly like watching cartoons when I was in. It was I like was, a closet. I was a closet geek. I was less of a geek. So like, if it was Breakfast Club, I'd be less of Michael Anthony Hall and be more of the girl that was shaking. You know what's um what's her name? You know the one that was shaking like her hair. The Ali Sheedy character, right? Yeah, I'd be Ali Sheedy character. What's her, more I than, always forget her name. I, I don't know her. Too. Yeah, I don't know her name in the. Because doesn't she say it, like, one time towards the end of the movie? I, I See, that's why, like, with her, she's always the one I forget her name. But she, I, I know she's in Short Circuit, that actress. But I don't know the character's name. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. We could easily look it up. But, I mean, yeah, the, that, that probably was you. I mean. But that was me. I was, that, like, quiet and, like, weird. That's you now. Look at your yeah, profile picture on Facebook. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> it's funny because I know that's Amy Poehler, but I seriously feel like that. Every time I look at it, I, I feel like, no, that's you. That's that. You know, and I forget. It's not you. It's Amy Poehler. But it, it it's like, that's Chelsea right there. Dude. My, yeah. My Facebook profile picture is Amy Poehler from the Emmys um, when they, like, put the camera on her and she's, like, in that sweatshirt with her glasses on. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that is you. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm pretty – I've always been really geeky. But, I, yeah, we're also really weird. But, yeah, I mean, living with my mom, like, totally there's geeky stuff. But I never felt, like – ashamed or anything of being geeky and i think it's because i always i had friends that liked it and i you know what though i remember liking star wars and i remember liking things that are really popular now that a lot of my friends didn't care about that right. they care about now like i have a friend yeah, that i cool. was like oh yeah i love like i tell them like yeah i watch star wars and they're like well i've never seen it i don't i don't really know about it but now they're <laughs> like 
but they're like now yeah no i've met people who've never seen star wars and like there's that quote from how i met your mother where they're like the only people who haven't seen star wars are the people in star wars right. uh, but yeah i had friends that were like that and then now they're like oh yeah i'm so excited it's like all right you are a poser <laughs> like, right. freaking posers. Where did, hey where did you come from like on the bandwagon or something right so it's like yeah. max he's a poser Forget you. October twenty fourth. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, oh, well, I you know what? It's probably different for for both ch- for both of you because um, when it started really to get acceptable, you get like I I mean, let's just the say two thousand eight. Two thousand eight was the dark was night. Two thousand eight was the dark night, and that's when it started getting acceptable. I yeah, would say right around that time. Because I remember coming across people who were like, that's "Oh man, true. I love that movie." I, and I was like, I looked at them. I'm like, "You don't look like someone that would ever watch <laughs> that movie or love that movie." Like, "Oh, what are you talking about, man?" The Joker. And I remember I would feel like two thousand eight was really when that movie became so mainstream. Like, it didn't matter who you were. It became thriller. Like, it, it's like that album thriller, where it's like when that came out, it didn't matter if you were like punk, cholo. You know, anything you loved, Thriller. Like, everybody owned Thriller, and that's what The Dark Knight was. And that was in 2008, so I'm not sure how old you guys were in 2008, but that's why, like, you you guys probably didn't really, like, it, I was it, you guys were I was, I was 18. I, I, yeah, I remember exactly when I saw that. I, and I saw it with friends who I was surprised. That oh, I wait, no, Dark Knight? Yeah. 2008? Yeah, I was 18, yeah, yeah. I remember it was, like, the, the day, or, like, it was, like, the, the day... The last day I had classes, it was, like, right before I graduated, we got off early, we got our tickets, and we got in line. Damn. Yeah. For, like, midnight showing. This is this is before they had, you know, those seven, I don't remember. Shows. It was midnight showing. Oh, I remember vividly. I don't remember. Like, I'm, I mean, I know I saw it in the theater because my mom, you know, but I don't remember much uh, about that day, <laughs> like, at all. I think... What, did I you get all drunk or dark- what? what happened? I know. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, got wasted before the dark night, you know. It's a better film, you know, movie. It, it was literally a dark night for you, right? <laughs> I remember I remember seeing Batman Begins in the theaters because I saw that with a bunch of people Damn. from a comic book store I was oh, friends five? with. Like, my mom and these people that we'd known for a long time that own a comic book store. Yeah. And, we, and they gave us t- free tickets to go see it. Yay! And so, yeah, I was, it was awesome. So I remember seeing Batman Begins more than I remember seeing Dark Knight. But I, I love Dark Knight more, but... Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But I, yeah, you're right. No, though, think... Like, 08 became very acceptable around that time because that's when Comic Con, Twilight was at Comic Con that year. And <laughs> after after 08, Comic Con became a completely different thing than it used to be. Yep. Like, oh, no, years prior. It's Twilight's fault. It was well, Twilight's it is. fault. It, it, honestly, all people, the marketing. Yeah, people who ha- have been like. A, to uh comic con the san diego comic con like throughout most of their lives or been there forever like they all say that year was what changed everything because it was a different environment the following year and who was showing up and that's when studios took notice because they're like huh and so you would get all these stuff makes money (laughs) yeah like all these studios who shouldn't even be there like with their movies were there like and it it changed like and now studios have realized like well comic con doesn't really actually help our films so that's why a lot of studios have been back like this past year there's a good amount of students that didn't even go they're like ah, whatever it's a waste of yeah money. i i've been fortunate to be uh to go to comic-con almost every year since 1996 
And, um, it, yeah, you, it definitely changed. That was the year. Cause everybody was complaining. Like when they do, um, panels, um, you can stay in the room like all day and just yeah. kind of keep watching the panel. Well, everybody was pissed because everybody who wanted to see the twilight panel got in there early and they wouldn't leave. Like they wouldn't clear the panel room. Oh, so, so all the people that were just waiting for twilight were taking up space for like a Simpsons panel or like family guy or whatever random stuff. And everybody was getting all pissed off. And there was like, this like, <laughs> there was like this mini war of like twilight people against everybody else and everything. Yeah. I remember too, like the first time I ever heard about twilight, a, a girl had given me the first chapter of the book. The like, hell? she's like, oh, this is a new book that's coming out. And uh, it was at Comic-Con. She handed it to me. And I'm, and she's like, it's about vampires. And I was like, I love vampires. Awesome. And then I read it. And I was like, oh, no. What is this? Like, this is <laughs> Like, I'm, you know, I'm used to, like, interview the vampire. Like, this is not what I want to, like, read. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's, see, that's, so, it's an awesome, yeah. uh. It's an awesome story, ladies and gentlemen. Twilight, go check it out. Forget oh, Back to God. the Future. I think if if uh, the Dark Knight was the introduction, I think Avengers was the ceiling. Oh, definitely. definitely. Like that's what just kind of blew it because well, after you know, Iron Avengers... Man, Iron Man likes ramped... <sighs> yeah, no, Iron Man ramped it up for sure because that was the that but was not the not to the extreme but not to the extreme that the avengers like the avengers right. blew the door open that's and that's when you started seeing like superhero shirts in target walmart you know that's when all hot topic was avengers you know that's when like it was just in your face superheroes is here and yeah. like that's you know so i think like the dark knight was the introduction and avengers i still think is the ceiling Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think there's it's already it's we're already seeing there's a decline in superhero movies. Yeah, popularity. it's starting to go down. Well, and also, I don't know about you guys, but like I I'm kind of forced to see like every single one because of my mom, <laughs> and like I love Avengers and everything. But yeah, I was getting a little burned out. But like when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, oh my gosh, like refreshing, awesome. like such a different. I mean, of course, it follows the same kind of tropes and everything, but like. It just was, like, totally different and refreshing and, like, showed that they could do even more different things with stuff. Like, not, you know, stick to, like, the one superhero and or do... Because, like, Gardens of the Galaxy is obs- kind of obscure. Like, not... Like, I never... Super. I never knew, heard of it. Yeah, like, I never really knew about... My mom has some comics and she had read them, you know, a long time ago. But I had never heard about it until they made the movie, so... But I'm glad that they and they did weren't it. even ex- they weren't even expecting for it to be that successful. That's yeah. why they had it in August. Like I thought the trailer the trailer got me excited. I was like, "This is going to be awesome!" Like I was excited for it. It was weird though. It was like with the '70s music. It was it so was like, different. What, what that's is why this that's why it like perked my interest because it was so different. Like I had, I had friends that were like, "Oh, this looks stupid. This is going to suck." Yeah. And I'm like, because I like old music, so I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, different. I, I was excited for it, but it did look weird. Yeah, I'm just upset there wasn't more 80s music that. in the goddamn movie. Yeah. No, that's going to be in the second one. I hope so, man. I mean, he's a child. They, because, because yeah, but he was 60s he, and 70s. What year did he get, like, taken? Like, it was the 80s. Yeah, but, like, then he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to listen to the rest of the 80s because he was a kid. And they took him away. So well, he mostly he listened to seventies and a little bit of eighties. Well, then. I remember because well, the, 
go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to stop. I was like, I'll let you finish. But I remember watching, before the movie came out, I was watching some, like, news program, and they were at this, like, toy fair convention that they do every year where they're, they're, they're releasing, like, all the toys for this, the big movies that are going to be coming out. And and uh, they, they talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they, they have Star-Lord. It's like, oh, this is Star-Lord. He's coming out from the Marvel's movie that's going to be coming out in a few months and blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's a child of the 80s. And, and when you press one of his buttons, like it, it plays like synthesized music, all 80s. And I remember I got excited because, again, I didn't know what Guardians was. And I'm, like, watching it, and I'm, like, dude, that's freaking awesome. Like, I'm, like, oh, dude, they're going to, and you know they're going to focus on it. He's a, he's a fan of the 80s. And they, every time I saw the commercials, he had the, the little Walkman and stuff. I was, like, dude, we're going to, this is going to be filled with 80s. So when I saw the first trailer, I remember I posted about it, and I said I was mad. I'm, like, dude, he's a child of the 80s. Like, they're promoting it, and they're saying that he's all from the 80s. He's big on the 80s. He makes all these 80s references for films, yet... At no point does he even play anything 80s. And everyone yeah. can tell me, well, it's because he only likes listening to his mom's, you know, or whatever, the cassette. I'm like, That's no. what I was going to say. It's his mom's, like, soundtrack that, well, yeah, her child. Yeah, the things that she liked that he, you know, she was, like, telling her son about. But, it, but again, I was like, that's where I, 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 I threw back was like, okay, you're telling me the mom at no point, like, liked anything else that was even from the 80s based on, like... Because, I mean, hell, everybody loved Thriller. Why can't she love Michael Jackson? Or, you know, it's like, I, I guess she loved the, the Jackson fight, but what about everything else? Like, I don't know. I wasn't happy about it because... It was from, it, it was, it, it was from her childhood. But even then, like, they should have, like, the soundtrack should have featured 80s because it's like, if you're going to make references to the 80s and the 80s films, why not also do some references with some music? In which he didn't. Everything was like, I only love... I only love 70s music because of my mom because this is what she listened to. But, hell, I love the 80s because everything else I reference is 80s. It's like, dude, like give some love to the 80s, man. Aside from movies and, and cartoons and everything else. I don't know. I thought it, was, it, it just bothered me because I, I love the 80s. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. no, I, think, I think Volume 2 is going to have more 80s. <clears throat> I hope 70s so. 70s and 80s. Yeah, it, it better That's be. what James Gunn. And it James better Gunn be good kind of 80s. I don't want to hear no Whitney them. Houston or anything. Whitney Houston. Know. Yeah. It's going to be, it, it'll be all the songs that you hate. Right? <laughs> all, it's going to be all like. All the 80s songs you hate. Walking sunshine. on Sunshine. I'm walking on Sunshine. Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> it's going to be like freaking. Santa you know, loves Jesse's girl. <laughs> and, oh, God. So, yeah. So, Jesse's girl. <laughs> so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, I don't know where the hell it started off with Mario Brothers, and we got here. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I think I think we just ended uh, Back to the Future Day. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> yeah. time to be for to be a geek because it's acceptable now. Yeah, I, I, you know, because I just want to say this story real quick. Freshman year, I remember it was when they premiered Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. And I thought the vampire, like the makeups, I always thought it looked amazing. Like I never really was a fan of the show later, but I always, I always like enjoyed what they did with the makeup for a show. I was like, dude, they look badass. <laughs> and I remember in class the next day, uh, English class, and one of the guys was like, did you watch Buffy? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I saw like the vampires looked awesome. And there was this girl that was sitting next to us, and she looks at us in disgust because we were so excited and geeking out over something. And she was like those 
you know, typical, like, you know, popular girls, like, whatever. And then she just looked at us, like, in disgust. And I remember that moment. And that was when, like, that's where, like, you were just looked at as a dork, like a nerd. Like, get out of here. Like, and that that was the thing. Like, you got that a lot in high school. And people, like, like I mean, you couldn't freely talk about stuff without being looked at all. Like, well, get out of here, nerd, you know? And that's why it's, like, now in high school, if you're talking about stuff like that, you're like, oh, really? Dude, that's awesome, you know? So I'm just saying, like, it's a, it's a good time to yeah. enjoy I never, stuff. I never had experiences like that because my high school was totally different. It's like I went to Amish high school. Like, when everybody, <laughs> when people tell me about their high school experience, I'm like, what's that? Like, I, it's like I, I basically was Amish in high school, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, when people are talking, like, oh, bully, bullies? What's a bully? Like, I, people I just, left me I alone. Just have, like, an image of you guys just, like, turning butter for, like, people. It's like... <laughs> archery and electricity we we would make corn husk dolls and we would make candles um we had a test on candle making you know so (laughs) good that's good but yeah no it's uh, but you know what it's cool to be a nerd now so be a nerd be a nerd and be proud embrace it embrace it yeah gentlemen so there you have it back to the future day being a geek is awesome you know max is a poser and chelsea hides her head in a sweater <laughs> and Santa's God's gift to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I am God's gift to the the world of of Buffy the Vampire. I don't know. <laughs> That's real vampires, right? I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it's it's the time. It's that point in time when we should be talking movies. Um, it, it's it's a great opportunity. So today's movie is. Uh, it was. It's our it, it's our second Halloween flick of the year that we're gonna be doing. This is our Halloween themed episodes. Last time we gave you guys Twilight Zone, and who whose pick was that? That was Max, right? It was it was kind of like a like Corporate. Max Max uh, offered it, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, all right. So. so Max threw it out. I know this time it was my turn, and for my film, uh, I chose 1988's remake of the blob dun 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 i love that it, beware uh, of the blob <laughs> i love that song the old beware song beware of the blob right it's dude the, that's it's freaking the most, cool it's the most upbeat song to a horror movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what's cool about this is this was co-written by one of my favorite directors frank darabont guy you know for those of you who know Frank Darabont directed my favorite movie of all time, and that is The Shawshank Redemption. He also he also wrote the screenplay. He wrote it, um, The Green Mile, The Mist. Mm-hmm. You know, did did the first season of The Walking Dead. Amazing director. Love the guy uh, of his work. So he co-wrote this, The Blob. Um, this movie it, it also stars uh, one of the Dillons, Kevin Dillon, who's also from the Entourage Entourage fame. Oh, that's and, why I look familiar. <laughs> and, Isn't that his only fame? Like, <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I think you're right. <laughs> Kevin Dillon? Like, what else is it this not, guy? Not to, like, uh, side, <laughs> like, I read this article about how everybody in Entourage, like, the show Entourage is a big prank to everybody that's in the show. Have you what heard you about mean? that? What, what do you like, mean? Like, okay, so basically, because all the actors in it are, like, kind of, like, no-name like bad like not like that i mean they're good actors but they're like no name kind of actors like yeah it's a prank to them to think that they're famous like it's oh like because the show i don't know like i heard the show like a lot of people don't really like it and 
it's well, a prank to them. The movie like, failed miserably. Yeah, that's what it, like, and that was a prank, like, to do the show. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, go on. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when I first saw Entourage and how, like, the lead, the head guy, I remember him from, like, some movie with, like, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, and I'm like, that guy, like, oh. really... Sh- sh- oh, you drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. Like, he's a lead? He's like the heartthrob of this? I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, Mark Wahlberg, get out of here. Because it's like his produced by him. Yeah, uh, I think it's like he's doing a prank on them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't know how to do his voice, but if I could, like, yeah, he, he would say something. He was also in The Doors. Like, I remember yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin Dillon, Dillon was in The was, Doors. He yeah. played uh, John Densmore. Uh, he, so that was cool to see him in the doors. Like I remember, I love the doors. That was a, a cool flick. Um, oh, Val Kilmer one. Yes, he has the Val Kilmer. Uh, he was also in Hotel for Dogs. So that, that's that's good... <laughs> <laughs> go out and watch that, folks. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. But also, it, this this film features another actress called Shawnee Smith. You might know her. Uh, a lot of her recent work is from the Saw films. She was the right. first one that survived the. Uh, what's his name? Jigsaw, right? Jigsaw. Jigsaw, yeah. yeah. What was her name? Uh, Amanda. Amanda. That's yeah. her name in the films. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. And then also last, I'll just mention this guy. He's also in it. Uh, Jeffrey D. Munn. Uh, he's, he's been in all, everything of Frank Darabont. You know, the Walking mm-hmm. Dead. I reckon I was, I've never seen the movie before. This is the first time watching it. And I was like, that guy looks familiar. And it's the it's the guy from Walking Dead, the um, Dale. Dale, What's his name? yeah, Dale. yeah. The guy he dies. Spoiler alert! He gets oh. like, he gets his like the zombies come in and like push his stomach in and like <laughs> like start like messing around with his organs. He's, it's a good death. It's, it's yeah, it's an intense it death. Good. Yeah, but yeah. Dale was like everyone's favorite. Yeah, because he was like he was the voice of reason. Like after he died, all hell went <laughs> broke loose. Like yeah. he was like their humanity you know yeah that's why he needed to die yeah to get the real fun pretty, to happen pretty much <laughs> but it, it, i i don't know it, it's it's still cool like to see like his early beginnings because it's like co-written by darabont and then later on he's in everything darabont like obviously that working environment like he must have loved him he's like i i loved your work like come come with me and continue working and stuff that i've done so it's it's cool i don't know i i really uh, this film, like, I, I have a lot to say about this movie, um, but before I, I, I talk about it, I'll let you guys talk, but really quick, the, the plot of it, it, it's, it's not that extreme. All it is is, you know, uh, there's this weird, like, meteorite that shows up, homeless man sees it, and it's a life force that's a, that's a little blob, and it slowly starts to grow bigger and bigger as it starts to consume and kill people and eat it. And now the government is uh, trying to stop this, in which it, they were the cause of it. And we have two heroes who are just trying to save the day. And then it's, it's simple. It's like it's a, a straightforward uh, plot. But before I start talking about this film, because it was my choice, and I'll tell you why I picked this, why I wanted, why I wanted to do this film and everything, um, I'll let you guys talk first about this film. Because I don't, I, if not, I'm just going to continue talking. But whoever wants to go first, go for it. Well, I think I, what I like about this movie and. We kind of have to look at the context of when it was made and stuff. So it was 1988, but yes. we saw in the 80s, like, this um, kind of this love for 50s B-movies mm-hmm. and monster flicks. Yeah, so you have sure. The Fly, The Thing. You have even, like, um, those were kind of, like, remakes 
kind of. But then you had things like Night of the Night of the Creeps, which was just like a total love for these fifties kind of monster movies and stuff. Yeah. And uh, the Blob uh, stars one of my favorite actors of all time, Steve McQueen. Like Steve McQueen was like, like I think like Marlon Brando, Steve McQueen. These were like the original the, Blob. Yeah, yeah, the original Blob from nineteen fifty eight. Um, and I think, like, these guys were just, like, the studs of Hollywood. You know, like, Steve McQueen, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work, but, like, Great Escape, uh, Silver Bullet. Dude, like, if Steve McQueen was in oh, he's awesome. a movie. Oh, yeah. And this is, like, kind of where the he got his first his start. Film. Yeah. But even then, you can tell, like, his acting ability was leaps and bounds above this movie. You yeah. know? Like, it was a pretty, ch- like, cheap movie. But you could just tell, like, Steve McQueen... I mean, he was like 28 or 29 when he did it and playing a high school student, but just his, <laughs> his, always his acting, it's just like, he, you could just, he was better than this movie, but, um, well, they had, I, what was it? Um, Clint Eastwood was in, I think, Tarantula. Yeah. 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 Dude, every, every, every act, not every actor, but a lot of actors get their starts in like really cheap horror movies. Oh, yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I, if I was at a con or something and I saw her, I would ask her about the leprechaun. Forget, forget her like latest dating <laughs> and stuff. Like, tell me about the leprechaun. So, Vigo Mortensen so. was in one of the Chainsaw Massacre movies. Wait, what? This... No, yeah, I, I know, am I right? No, McCon- Ma- Matthew McConaughey oh, and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Renee Zellweger. Oh, that is, yeah. I was like envisioning one. it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And you're, you're obviously missing the most famous one. Because at the time, it was, it, you know, we didn't know what it was going to be. We just knew it was a slasher film. But Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, at the time, like, she got her start in freaking Halloween. And that, that film, obviously, it's a classic now. But then it, it, it wasn't seen as, like, no one knew what it was going to be. No. It's just like, yeah, it's a slasher film. And she ended indie. up being a, you know, even, hey, look, his, the first, his first actual film role, Johnny Depp. Was in the Nightmare on Elm Street. So there's that's Jack, true, yeah. So a Jack lot of Nicholson was in the first uh, little little shop of horrors. Yeah, oh he was yeah, one of the yeah, patient. you're right. He was the patient that like liked the pain. Yeah. What's funny about that is like he's only in one scene, but because it's like a public domain um, movie, it there's so many different uh, distributions of the DVD, and there's always Jack Nicholson's face on the DVD of Little Shop of Horrors, but he's only in it for like two minutes. Well, it's that's like, what they do with um, Scream. That's they do with certain movies, like like you said, like Jennifer Aniston is in Leprechaun. She's like on, she's the main image on like the on the uh, yeah, box is, now. Yeah, or whatever. now yeah. I hate that. It drives me crazy when they when they repackage certain boxes. Um, I I don't know who the hell. No, I didn't, I didn't show it to you guys, but I I was at Best Buy two weeks ago. I was at Best Buy to buy ink, and I saw they had. You guys remember the film Once Bitten with Jim Carrey? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, the box art was completely redone focusing what? on Jim's Jim Carrey because it's like oh hey check out this movie I mean they, they there's this you guys I know Max you know about this movie but I think it's called uh it stars Bill Paxton I think it's called Near Dark right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. that Lance vampire Hendrickson. that's a great movie well the box art for that movie I think it was two years ago or three years ago they changed it to look very Twilight-esque it's, what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, because it's like they want to repackage. It's like, hey, here's this person. That's what they did with the Chainsaw Massacre with Renee Zellweger and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Because I remember when it came out in the theater at the Mom and Pop when it came out that year, 
it was just a weird chainsaw image of like it looks like kind of like a girl chainsaw massacre but then once these people got all famous like since then like they repackaged it and they're on the cover it's like two 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 of the worst repackages that we're talking about i think is there's this movie called mazes and monsters with tom hanks it was a made for tv movie about how like (laughs) the dangers of playing dungeons and dragons like how like Christian people like really think Harry Potter was bad like back in the day. Yeah. And so and this was right around the time Da Vinci Code came out. And so Mazes which Maze of Monsters is a really crappy like movie. Like the effects it's like from the seventies made for TV, so it's not very good. Yeah. And uh the box art is it looks just like Da Vinci Code. Like it's his face of Da Vinci Code. And I wanna get your opinion on this, Sanch. I don't like the remake the re um cover art for monster squad oh okay no nowhere in the movie does he have like all those wet like it i don't like the box doesn't really match like the kid in the movie at all yeah okay well i'll I'll give you my thoughts on this real quick ladies and gentlemen i'll just throw this out there real fast i know that we're already at the hour (laughs) mark but uh a few a few weeks ago i went to an la it was hosted by by Quint from Ain't It Cool News, um, and it was at the Ace Theater in L.A. They had the the screening of Monster Squad, and they uh, they had Rudy there, they had Sean, and then they had um, um, Phoebe. Uh, they were there, um, and um, I mean Sheen. I don't know why I always say I always say fucking Sean. Uh, anyways, they were there. The dad was there. I forget the actor's name. All the producers, all this stuff. It was it was amazing screening. The the guy Quint. Everyone was there. Yeah, he he has the actual amulet from the film. I took pictures with it, met all of them. It it was cool. It was it was a great thing. The one thing though about like I had I had my DVD, I had it signed and everything again because I did it back in '07. But yeah, like it it bugged me because with with, with that screening, they talked about what happened was that this movie was a cult film. We've we've done an episode about it, but we're gonna do it again because you guys weren't a part of it. It was when me and uh, Renata did it. Um, or no, wait, who did it? Was it me? No, it was me. You and me and Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea, was it? Who the hell? No, I, I didn't do it. I think it was you and Renata. Was yep. it? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Because you guys want to do it. Okay. Anyways, the point is, is that we're going to be doing it again. But what happened is this film is always a, a cult movie. And it got, it, it, out of nowhere in the late 2000s, they did a screening. The studio got their attention. Like, holy crap. Like, we, you know, for them, it's like, we can make money. Because it's never been released on DVD. So, they re they re released it uh, with new commentary, uh, special behind the scenes, all this stuff. But the thing that always bugged me was that from the original artwork, it has them on you know they're like on the car and there's all the kids and then you see all the the faces almost like a Mount Rushmore of all the classic Universal monster style guys, and that was always cool. But the new one, yeah, it has like some kid. Like holding kind of like a like the lantern amulet. I, I can't even think of it right now. But yeah, he has all these weapons. Like he's about to go fight. I'm like, that's but, not in the movie. That's not where the hell is that from? But obviously, for people who know the film, they they're, they're gonna get it anyways. But the studio wants to attract new people. So they're like, hey, look at this kid. Is he gonna fight the monsters? Let me buy this thing, you know? And yeah, you're, I, I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, yeah, I don't really like it. It's not even the same creatures, though. Like, the, the werewolf on the cover is not even what it looks like in the movie. Yeah, it is when he's transforming. It's the middle oh, part. Oh, that's true. It's the middle part when he transforms. You know, like, he's going to kill your son. <laughs> right there. He... Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that that's misleading, though. 
What like, it mean? makes it look like that's, oh, that, that's, that's the way he looks. It's, hey, you yeah. know what? The kid already doesn't look like it. It's already really misleading. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is not. Like, I hate it. But, oh, and there was also an art show. We didn't even talk about it. I went to an art show in Burbank that had, uh, there's a video if you go to our, our network for 88, you know, 88 Brothers Bear and Monkey Monsters. If you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Brothers Bear Network as all the the artwork uh from the the show the the freaking um the monster squad all geek art based on the the movie it it, it was amazing you know and my favorite was uh it was like a frankenstein one where it's like he's floating he's floating away and he's like you know Barbie. you know oh, it's that sad part that always makes me cry <laughs> but yeah it was good anyways but yeah so i hate the box art but um so yeah <laughs> tangent yes so all right, back to the uh, blob. So uh, who who was who? I know Max. You were talking. It was about, Max. Yeah, I was. I was starting. I was. Yeah, I was, yeah. He's starting off. He's talking Steve. about Steve McQueen. Freaking Steve McQueen. Great <laughs> Escape. One of my favorite movies. Anyways, so um, what I love about because I think we got to talk about the first one just a little bit um, before we talk about the remake. But basically, in this was like in the time where things started to change. Um, from the late, this is like late fifties and then towards the sixties is really when the, this generation started to, um, rebel with their, the parents and stuff, the hippies, all that stuff. But what I love about this movie is that the original one is that, um, nobody believes Steve McQueen and the kids that the blob is there. They're like, you know, they, they're like, oh yeah, whatever. You guys are playing pranks until the freaking blob is 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 right there, and uh, they see it for themselves. And then, and, and uh, um, I mean, are we going to talk about the plot? We, we kind of talked about the plot. We're we just going to talk about like our, our favorite scenes. Well, no, I mean, we're, we'll talk. We'll obviously talk about the movie, but like the the plot, like as we talk about the actual film. So yeah, we're not just talking about our favorite scenes, like you know, because obviously okay. for those who haven't watched the film, we can give them some plot points. You know, we're not gonna go all the way through. We'll do it like we've done with all the other movies. So however you want to do it, so, just go for it. So like, so like, so like with the original, what it, it's I mean, it's campy. It's the fifties and stuff. But I think that they're both of these movies are talking about um, social issues and. Um, this one's talking about like kind of the the youth aren't understood by their elders by the generation above them, and then with the remake, um, you know they they find out that the blob was actually made by NASA, the CIA, um, you know, so they they can get ahead of the Russians. So it was it, you know this is the late '80s, so it kind of talks about how like this the the government is kind of maybe corrupt that you know people aren't really trusting the government that much so i just think it's interesting that like really the heart behind the blob is is talking about social issues and yeah. i don't know i just i just thought that was like pretty awesome because you look at something like the blob and it's just oh it's a killer flick you know like whatever but it you know there's there's a little message to it there's a little undertone yeah i don't know i just thought that was most of all, a lot of the movies from like you know, yesteryear or whatever. A lot of them were social commentary, like flicks. Like, you know, they were always they always had some hidden message behind it. You know. Yeah, and like, I what what I think is so funny about the remake is like, where the first one, like maybe one or two people maybe die. Like, everyone who's on screen on on the eighties one, they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> they're dead <laughs> Almost, quickly. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like, oh, like, who's this kid? Or, oh, who, they're gone. Who matter? He's <laughs> yeah. I think I think what, like, kind of shocks me the most is uh, there's um, the girl, I forget her name, um, in the in the movie. Um, what's that chick's face? Anyways, like, her little brother, right? Her the little Shawnee brother. Smith, she has, right? Yeah. So, like, her little brother, she gets her little brother, and they're in the tunnels in the, in the sewer, like, getting chased by the blob. And then uh, her little brother's friend is with them, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid totally gets it. Like, you never see that in a yeah, movie. Yeah, and they, and they like, show it. Like, it's not yeah. like an off-screen thing. Like, uh-uh, like on-screen it's... dying. <laughs> and then, like, at that point, you're like, yes, because that kid was so annoying. And you're like, man, it, it was it was kind of like Carl, you know, like you know how like everybody hates Carl from the walk. Get back in the house, Carl. Yeah, Carl, Carl. So like it was just like at that moment, like you're like, oh, dude, this movie's got nards. Like, you know, it's just like the, the kid. It was just all grotesque. Like he had the worst kill, and it was like the the, the kid's best friend, and you just don't really see that that often. I was like, yeah, this movie's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, see, and that's... Well, you know what? I, I don't know if you want to... Because, I mean, again, like, I, I, I really want to talk about a, a lot of stuff, but I don't know if you want to say some stuff, Chelsea. I do want to say some stuff. Uh, I had never seen the movie before, um, but I kind of likened it to, like, when um, Max was talking about how, like, they had redone The Fly, the, uh, you know, from the 50s, redone The Thing, you know, yeah. from the 50s. And it's kind of like that little you know, trilogy of, of eighties movies that they remade from the fifties. And I always kind of grew up knowing about it, but knowing it was kind of a a weaker film. I mean, the thing is obviously incredible to all of them out of all of them. And then the fly is the David Cronenberg, which has good too. Shit. Well, it has excellent, uh, he won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has excellent effect, but that movie also I heard wasn't, the best um but yeah i never really saw the blob before i rented it and uh i i liked it i thought it was pretty good i thought the effects what i was most looking forward to seeing like seeing in the movie was how the blob was gonna kill people in the movie like on the cover you see like the guy getting like totally inside the blob and like I, I wasn't even sure like how it was gonna kill people like and it it shows it almost shows like the blob like having like acid like when it touches you it's just like instantly acid like it reminded me of like alien a little bit like i didn't think it was gonna be like that i thought it was gonna be more like you he like the blob totally consumed you and then it would like kind of like pull it because it does it kind of like pulls at the face and like breaks down the body i thought it was gonna be more like that like being crunched kind of instead of being more like stomach acid dissolvement kind of so there was a couple deaths, like, where that one guy dies where you can kind of see, which I thought was, like, really gnarly, like, really cool, like, where he's, like, reaching out from the blob and everything. Like, that was, like, the highlight to me is, like, whenever you got a good close-up of, um, of like, the blob, like, killing people. Like, it wasn't where – because, like, there's a couple scenes where it's, like, not CG, but you know when it's, like, on the ceiling and stuff? Yeah. And everything, like, that was, like, okay. But, like, when it actually had it, like, on people, it was really good. And I thought, like, what was interesting was, like, that Reverend character not totally wasn't, like, thinking that, like, anything like that would be in the movie. Like, that was totally... At the very end? Yeah, and, like, even in even in the movie, I guess there's, like, a Reverend character in, like, the B-horror movies. But, yeah, like, that was kind of a twist. Like, that he became kind of, 
like crazy and like like weird you know yeah right i thought that was really interesting too like a good that was maybe a good add to the movie too but like to i guess because they probably were thinking of wanting to do like a sequel yeah it just sucks we never got it (laughs) yeah that's what happened to the first one too the first one was totally set up to what happens at the end of, of well it has to do with like coldness again but how does it it gets frozen, then it kind of goes into the ocean. So right. they were kind of setting... Well, at the very end, it goes to the end, and then it goes like a question, question mark. mark. Oh, of course. It's 1958, so... Yeah. So they were thinking... Another another movie that didn't do well that set it up for a sequel, <laughs> like Super Mario. But... <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was, it was different than I thought. Like, I was shocked, like, how, like you said, like, a lot of the characters would be on screen for like i don't know 10 minutes and then they die like you'd you'd in, be introduced to them and then they die like everyone's very, expendable yeah very quickly i didn't like that was kind of refreshing a little bit to see too where they like nobody was safe the kid and everything um and i think did they film it um in the same because there's a theater in the town where they filmed the original one in. Yes. Where, where they do a blob fest every year. Yes, I want to go so And bad. they do, like, the run, like, everybody will run from the theater. Do you know if it's the same theater in the 80s one? I don't think so. Oh, it was a different yeah, one? I'm not, I'm not sure. That one's in the Illinois. I okay. Think, Pennsylvania, something like that. Because, yeah, I, I'd always heard about the blob fest, but I didn't know if it had any, uh, like, link linkage to the 80s one at all. I'll look it up. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like it was good. It was a good watch. Um, I'd never seen the original blob either. Oh, so I know I've seen, I've seen the thing and I've, I've seen the fly. Oh my God. I've seen the fly tons of times. The original one scared the crap out of me as a kid, like really freaked me out. Um, but I've seen the fly tons of times as a kid, but I'd never seen the original blob. Um, that at all there's something else i'm thinking of that reminds me of it but i can't remember the stuff no <laughs> the stuff i don't know <laughs> where's the stuff where's the stuff um <laughs> oh yeah. it's in pennsylvania the colonial theater that's right i i think uh no i don't think this was it, it doesn't say that it was filmed in it had any like no. link to that at all i don't think so um. Hmm. Uh. Uh-uh. But that's like I think <laughs> the, the the running out of the theater is one of the most iconic. Like, oh, completely. Yeah. Shots like in early uh, horror movies. Yeah. Dude, the the first one was budgeted at uh, just over a hundred thousand, and it made four million in nineteen fifty eight. That's pretty oh, good. What I thought was funny though was like the blob was in was in the town. Yeah. You know, like it, it had okay, crash lands in the in the forest or whatever. Then it goes to the town, and it's in the town. Then it goes, then it's like no, and then it goes back to the to the um, forest and like gets rid of that like couple that's in the car. Why did it go back to the forest? Because everyone's expendable. Because <laughs> if you have a scene and you're making out, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the rule of. Are you a, if, if you're a horny teenager? You don't have much longer to live. <laughs> but did you, did you guys notice that, like, but in this one, like, Kevin Dillon really isn't the um, the hero? Yeah, it sets it, well, and also, they set it up as, like, the jock, 
like I didn't think that he would die so soon too. That was awesome. Which it, that totally flipped, you know, your, what was going to go on with that too. And he had that, a great death. Oh yeah, totally. No, it's cool because they had um they took stereotypes and they just threw it out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah and you're right. Um Kevin Dillon's character wasn't really the hero either. Uh, uh-uh, it was uh Shawnee Smith. She yeah. was she was and, and that's what's kind of different from like the 50s one too. Like the 50s one it was like obviously Stephen Queen was like the hero, and then here it was the chick. So, who the da- why does the dad look so familiar to me? Her dad, who is that actor? Why does he look so? Fa- I'm, I have to look it up right now because I, I was gonna say something about him. I don't know why he looks so familiar to me. Well, what's cool is that, uh, but that was a hilarious scene though. That part the... with the condoms. Oh, the pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Babe Ruth in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Sandlot is that who that actor plays that and then yeah, yeah. When, when he has the dream sequence does he look so familiar to me legends never die kid <laughs> heroes will be remembered legends never die kid have you guys done the Sandlot yet no why would it's you 93 oh that's 93 oh, sorry another, that's gonna we got another poser time. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I'm well, a, while, you, I'm while a, you look up that stuff I'll, t- I'll start talking about I know about nothing the about the 80s uh, <laughs> uh, the blob. Well, for me, like it, it's. I mean, we got it with the with the original, and it's funny because when see, I I've brought this up many times before, where I I wasn't like how how both of you guys are, where when it comes to eighties horror, you guys are, and and even like seventies, but like you guys were, you grew up on the horror, you guys love horror films, and that was the one thing. Like me growing up, I never really was a fan of all the horror films, like. I, I just I hated that, and, and, and it's like I remember when I was a kid being in East LA on Whittier Boulevard. Like there was this video store that where we would rant at, like with when we would go over to my aunt's house. And I remember it, it was, it may have been it, when the when it came out in '89, I think on VHS, because I remember we went to the video store and I saw the box art for the Blob, and I remember because it was a new release. And I remember it scared the hell out of me. Looking at that, I'm like, I don't want to see that movie. That looks scary. Like, I was like, oh, I hated it. And and it was funny, too, because um, it, I was, it was that still that time frame, because I, I was nine years old at that point. It was that year we, we um one of my friends, we uh, it was my brother's uh, friend. He was older, but we had a sleepover. And we're like, we're going to watch a scary movie. And I remember I was so terrified. Like, I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch a movie. And we were going to watch the blob, but the original blob. And I remember I was so freaked out. And they're, like, saying there's, like, some of the, like, some older girls that were there. They were probably, like, junior high or something. But they're, like, no, it's going to be good. And I remember always, like, you know, the girls would always, because I was, like, a cute kid or whatever. So they would want to, like, sit with me and stuff. So they were they're going to keep me calm or whatever. So I wouldn't <laughs> get scared, you know. But I remember I was truly scared, but it was cool. At a, and in my advantage, like, the girls, like, I sat between two girls. And, and um. But and you, I, you you just spread your legs a little further so you know your your thighs would rub up against. I know all the tricks, you know. 
Well, I guess at, no? nine, years, at nine years old, I I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hell, I, I wouldn't, you know. Well, anyways, the fact is, is that they, they, I remember I was just in between them and it, it was like, cool, but I was scared. But I remember as we're watching it, I'm realizing like, oh, it's not, because they were trying to tell me like, it's not a scary movie. It's fun. And I'm watching it and it wasn't until like the little kid scene that made me laugh. And I just felt okay. And it's the scene where it's towards the end where the blob comes down. There's a little kid that has like a cowboy hat with his gun. And he's like, bam, bam. He's like shooting at the blob. And and to me, I was like, oh, there's a kid in the film and he's not scared. And so I felt better after that moment. So I was like, okay. So as, as a few years went on is when I finally decided to watch the blob. And honestly, I have to say the movie freaked me out. Even though the blob is slow, it's not fast. I was still scared. Like, it was a... Hey, like, he was pretty fast in some scenes. Yeah, it, it was, because it could grab... And then it was like, that was the thing. The moment it touched you, that's it. You're gone. Like, you're you a goner. And that's what happens, because with the homeless man, like, or whatever, that, you know, he's out there, and it get like... It gets on him, and he's like, it right away, it's like, that's it. It's just going to consume him. It's like, unless he chops off his arm, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just going to continue eating him. And that was the thing that, like, freaked me out because it's like, all these deaths, like, I felt bad because it's like, yeah, like, Chelsea, like, the way you mentioned, it's, it's like, it's a slow death. Like, it just yeah. it starts it's to, like, gruesome. it burns you. Like, when you see the boyfriend, when they're in the, the, the hot, when they first see, you see Eraserhead, Jack Nance, you know, he's the doctor when they pull off oh, the yeah. covers. And, and you know, Eraserhead, he's, like, right there. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, whatever. And then, <laughs> and when the boyfriend's on the phone, like, you see the acid, like, drop, like, and he's, like, the hell's that? And he looks up. And that was, like, that scene right there where you're, like, whoa. And that's, like, that's kind of, like, I felt like that's, it's not the box over cover art because it's different. But it's kind of like what they used in the sense of yeah, that that's scene. what looked familiar to me, like that picture from the art on yeah. the box. And then just seeing him like consumed by the blob on that scene, and then slowly like his face just like peel that's away, awesome. melt away. So gross. You're like but whoa, cool. <laughs> but like you're like dude, like you don't you don't die right away. Like it's a slow, painful, oh, gruesome death. And that's what happens with like all these people. Like I remember, I would always like I remember being a kid like getting scared whenever like. You're like, you know, with the drain, you're like, oh, you're like, you're, I was always afraid if you put your hand in there and boom, the blob gets you. Like, like it was crazy because like, you know, Kevin Dillon, he's like, oh, I'm the badass guy right here with leather jacket and motorcycle in which I got to admit as a kid, I thought that scene was cool when they're trying to escape the blob in the sewer and he like oh, yeah. rides the motorcycle like off the wall or whatever. I thought that was cool, but Super yeah, it's just dope. like. Like, like it, 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 a lot of it was just like the deaths were like amazing. Uh, like when the guy, like they're yeah, they're making out, and he's all trying to fill her up, and he's like, "What's this?" And it just like kills them all. Like <laughs> you know, the movie theater really always scared me because I was always afraid, like being in the theater, and I'm like, "Dude, like you're you're like I always look at where the exits are. I'm like, man, if the blob comes right now, forget it, we're dead. Like a ton of people died in that scene. You're just there watching a movie, and you you get murdered. And and it's cool that this film. I always give it credit for, you know, you brought it up earlier, Max, but it, 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 it had the balls to kill a kid, to show us Heck a yeah, kid. Dude. And that scared me. That was the thing because, like, you never see kids die. Like, they're always, like, the safety net in films. Like, you know, aside from, like, if you watch The Omen, he's the villain or whatever. But, like, growing up, I always saw, like, you know, you watch, like, again, like, Monster Squad, The Lost Boys, The Goonies. Like, you saw all these films where, like, these kids are put in situations where, like, you know, they could get hurt. You know, and it's, it's it's almost always like a little bit taboo when you do kill children 
on, on screen, like, and, yeah. yeah, on screen, and also like dogs too. Like I don't like that. <laughs> You're like, uh, you know, kids, ah, well, but dogs, no. You know, no, it's, it's worse if I see a dog die in a movie. I'm like, nope, this is the worst movie. Like, I'm not gonna watch Marley and Me. Like, no, hell no. Oh, dude, yeah. What about Cujo, would you watch Cujo? Oh my god. Well, okay. A little known fact: I was terrified of dogs as a kid. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Like I wouldn't. I had a friend who had a Chow, and first of all, Chows just look scary in general. But I wouldn't in it. I would not go in his house because the dog scared me so badly. So <laughs> I remember Cujo, my parents told me about it, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I remember seeing, like, a trailer of it, and I was like, oh, nope, because dogs scared the crap out of me as a kid. So I did not like that at all. But anyway, now I'm like, I don't want the dog to die <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> what about but, Man's Best Friend? Remember that? What's I don't know that one. What's that? It was, uh, I think... No, was it Ali Sheedy? I think. Huh, well, all right. All I know is that there's. It was. It was from the '90s. And if you've ever seen Friday, the scene where the do- the dad is watching a post office, uh, a postal worker being chased by a dog, and he's like, he's like, the you know, it's the postman. Dog is gonna get you. Wet, you right, know? right, right, right. That right. that is from um, the man's best friend. And what it is, it's like it's a dog that's like uh, bioengineered, like it's like half sentinel, half dog. And it's like a, a, a fighting Ooh. machine. This this woman has it, and like the dog is just like going around and like killing people and stuff. Oh, like, I, yeah, I, I've I, seen I the cover. I've seen the cover of it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this as a kid, and I remember seeing this uh, on the on the rack. And I'm like, Yeah, it is, is Ali Sheedy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's Ali Sheedy, and and it's uh yeah, it's called Man's Best Friend, 1993. Yeah, and it's it's just a it, it's it's a crazy like killer dog. I remember there's a scene where there's a neighbor dog. It's a female dog. She looks like much like a collie, and and he sees it. And throughout the scene, you hear and they call it puppy love because he's trying to get to her, and she like runs and she goes upstairs into a room. She's like hiding, and the dog breaks in. Basically, the dog like rape, has its way with the dog, and you hear like you know, and he and he does her at the end of the film after they kill the dog. End of the day, the dog's dead. It cuts to again the 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 girl. I mean the the female dog, and she has puppies, and they're 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 his puppies. But one of the dogs oh kinda, snap! Yeah, one of the dogs oh is kind of like yeah, one of the dogs kind of goes like Rawr, like you know growls a bit, and you're like oh that's the next one. But they never did a sequel. Yeah. I mean, I'll pass. I'll pass on that one. Yeah, man. you know what's funny is the cover makes it look like Kano from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, you, you're looking at it? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. it does. And it's that one guy from that from that Millennium show on, on Fox, that uh, X-Files spinoff or whatever. Lance Henriksen. Yes, yes, there you go. That dude. I love Oh, he him. was in Aliens, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, he's Bishop. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yep, he's yep. the guy that goes after, you know, uh, freaking uh, the dog. You know, he tries to kill the dog. I was a huge Millennium fan. Millennium fan. I have it all on DVD, and I have his book. I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> that's I awesome. love him. So yeah, so that's what the um that that film was. So why did we bring up Man's Best Friend? What are we talking? Because because well, first of all, dogs. I don't like. I was scared of dogs as a kid, and then we're talking about dog deaths, children's deaths, the ch- child that died in the blob. Cujo. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like the the kid. That's why. Like I give credit to this film. 
uh, for for killing a kid like that. They showed us like because you always know like kids are always safe in films. Like when it comes to horror films, like they're mm-hmm. always safe. Like in the sense of like if something a monster's coming, they're the ones that survive. You see it in Halloween. You know when she's babysitting the two kids, they don't die, they survive. So <laughs> it was just it was crazy to see the kid when he falls in the water and he pops up and you're like oh crap and it it was scary because I, I it's like aside from being eaten alive by zombies, I always felt like the blob was a terrible death because it was slow. Mm-hmm. It was slow and painful. And it seems like it would burn, like, just like, right? Ah! Yeah, and... Yeah, because yeah, it, it seemed, yeah, because to me, it just seemed like it was acid. Like, whatever, it was, like, digesting you with acid. Yeah, because it, it, that's it, I mean, it technically, in a sense, it was, like, eating you, and it, all it did, as it consumed you, it got larger. That's all it was. Well, you know, the other part I thought was interesting, too, is when the girl goes into the um, phone booth, and the blob yes. surrounds her, and then all you see, you see the um, you see, see Dale. Dale from The Walking Dead's face, which isn't that part of the cover too. Like, there's some poster with like his face, kind of like that. And like, you don't like if you don't, yeah. I I could tell I could tell that they like. I don't know if people were dumb or not, but like I could tell that they put his face and they made sure that you saw the badge to be like, oh, that's that was the sheriff because like he kind of doesn't look like himself. No, not at all. His no. face is all distorted. So, I actually posted it on her uh, Instagram like that, weeks ago. That image? Weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool because it completely surrounded that and you could see it. Like, I liked that part too. Yeah, because I, I remember that too. Like, that was scary because I always felt bad because, like, the moment she got in there and it's surrounded, like, that's it. She was trapped. And though it's weird how, like, when it breaks in, it's kind of like she explodes with it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I showed, like, in, if you watch it in slow-mo, it is, like, explosion, like, of her inside there. Yeah. Did you watch it in slow-mo? I might have. <laughs> so I was like, how would she know that? <laughs> and then, like, the girl who's, like, remember when they're in the theater and then, like, She's like she falls down on the aisle and she sees the girl and she like pushes her over and her face is like already like melted away. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. Like it, it's uh like again like for the practical effects I enjoyed it. I remember once at Puente Hills Mall. I was a kid. We went to the Puente Hills Mall and there is this one um they had like a one it wasn't a store but you could go in there and it was very much like those um like, it was almost like a career center or something. And they had, like, different careers that you could go into. And they actually had a whole setup right there about the the blob. Like, if you want to go into practical effects, like working in the industry. of, And I remember I saw it right there. And they had the whole setup of the truck. Uh, the the truck the that 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 nitroglycerin truck or whatever the actual blob like it was I remember it was scary to look at because I remember the film like oh this movie's scary but it was cool that it was like it was all miniature like that whole scene was like miniatures and they actually had from the film there and I was like seeing it and I was like I'm a hey this is how like movies are made and I'm like though I was scared because it reminded me of the movie I just liked the interest of like oh like this whole thing was a miniature. Like, they, they, it was all stop motion, and they moved the blob that way. So it, it was just kind of cool that right. that I saw that as That's a awesome. kid, yeah. you know? Um, and it was at the Puente Hills Mall to bring it back all the way around the Twin Pines Mall, you know? So... Dang! Yeah, so Twin... So, <laughs> so again, practical effects, I have to... I, I, I thought it was great. You know, we if rob zombie was supposed to do the blob a few years ago to remake the blob he, oh. that's not happening after all he, he yeah he scrapped that it would be too dark 
but he would have probably did, done. I don't know. You know what? I don't. Maybe he would have went practical because he's not, he's not known for CG. You know. Mm-hmm. So, right. It would have been too dark though. That, and that's the thing about the blob. Like both movies are like really campy. Like they the eighty eight one. They knew it wasn't like you know it wasn't supposed to be scary. It was just like yeah. But you, it was, but you huh? could tell that they were really yeah. try, they were really trying to make it more graphic and more right. and more up to date and modern. You know, for the time. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it, I mean, if you're saying they were going campy, the deaths would have not have looked like that at all. I don't think they were going camp at all. I think for you, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is campy. But it's I don't think they were going for camp. But I think like you're saying, like it's campy to us now. I don't think it was campy at the time. Yeah. I think the interesting thing, too, is like it's it's supposed to be not i don't think it's supposed to be campy but like they even they go for like the stereotypical like they've got the cheerleader and the jock and the and and that's kind of like what you would have found in the 50s one in the 50s it's always like a cheerleader and the high school one saving the day yeah the the high school football player there's a great if you ever the side note if you ever um i think it's um rl stein's haunt yeah so rl stein made a new show like a year or two ago called R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. And there's a two-parter episode. I forget what it's called, but the kid gets sucked into, like, a B-movie. And um, it's it's kind of an interesting episode. And, like, the episode kind of has to do more so with, like, uh, like a remake of, like, The Fly. Like, the kid turns into, like, a, I think it's a... Tr- um, like a mosquito or something, but it reminds me of that because it's like a cheerleader and a jock and like the evil scientist and like all the typical things that you would find in that kind of movie. But I, they kind of took that though and put that in the um, the blob too. Like you know, like they took those stereotypical characters from yeah. like a fifties movie and put it in that, but still made it modern for like the eighties. You know, I mean, you're actually right, because they did go down that route. When you think about because I didn't even think about it like that. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. They are doing those characters. You know, because if anything, Kevin Dillon is the greaser in the sense of like, you know, because they are right there, 50s all the way. He has the motorcycle, leather jacket. He's the greaser of the film, you know. It's, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I mean, again, like for me, I I still love this movie. It's it's still freaky, you know, like, but I'm just amazed with the practical effects that we don't really get today's in today's film it's so much about cg that if somewhere else were to remake this you know it would be a cg blob but i love All that, of it. that they they went practical like these death scenes everything it's it's amazing like i'm i'm watching it and i'm still like wow like the way they did that like the hell like why can't we get that today so yeah again i know we didn't really talk plot i mean because it's so basic like we all we talked about was our favorite death scenes and and stuff but there's really again the plot is so straightforward you know like the storyline yeah. is like you know thing crash lands and all it does is continue to consume people and during that time is this you know the the the, the saw girl is just like what's going on here and she's just <laughs> trying to save the day and you slowly you get hints at to like the way to defeat it is when they're in the the restaurant and the the guy the cook right. gets sucked into the sewer. Uh, very gruesome, horrible. You know, he died probably pretty quick. But I kind of laughed at it because when they like showed back to his feet, like freaking out, like in the um, sink, I was like laughing. It was awesome though when they like <laughs> it was grabbed so his funny face. to me. Yeah, it was hilarious. It's like yeah. 
get in here. <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 was freaking cool. But I like when they start running away. I mean, there are certain moments where you're like, all right, that looks a little fake. Like when the blob is on the ceiling chasing them. Yeah, that um, part. But when they get in there and it touches it, you hear like a little scream, like "say," you know, like, and that's where it starts to hint, you know. And again, that it go, doesn't like the cold, yeah. Yeah, the brothers, they're like they sneaked away to go see the movie, and they see when you don't listen, you could die. And <laughs> yeah, but um, that's, that's like Mexican parenting right there. See, see, look what happens. Right? <laughs> yeah, so you learn, you know, like it, it's seriously, and and it was cool. Like you see how like it's just out of nowhere, the town square, it's just killing people left and right. You know that the sheriff. Uh, the guy who was in freaking fame, uh, he he gets sucked through like the the furniture, like breaks in half. Like you're like, dude, like. Oh yeah, that was intense too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, awesome, huh? If they made this movie, but they made like Nickelodeon Gak, could you imagine like a giant <laughs> Nickelodeon Gak or the like, slime? Be, yeah, that'd be awesome. The Nickelodeon slime. If it was like green instead of pink, green would be great. <laughs> green would be good. It's like Secret of the Ooze. And then like I wonder why they, because the original is in black and white, I wonder why they went with pink. <sighs> no, it's actually in color. Is yeah, it? The, I thought yeah, it was black one and of white. The first, it's one of the first, like, B-movie horror. What's the, uh, is it pinkish color. in that one, too? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, per, it's, it, it's, no, yeah, it's definitely pink. I, why do <laughs> I envision it being in black and white? I don't know. No, it, it's definitely pink. It it kind of looks like Jello, mm-hmm. which they he eats in the. What's awesome about the movie is it's like the the town is totally like cardboard cutouts and stuff. Like when it's just like this blob that they made, and they actually still have it. Like I I can't remember who has it. I don't know if it's just like a fan or like whatever it is, but like they actually still have the thing. Whatever they made uh, the blob out of, it's like not biodegradable it just like stays the same the hell? so like yeah that piece of like movie history is still still alive right on so we just the blob need... never dies yeah we need more kevin dylan well just like we no. talked about again you know everything connects in this episode because just like what happened at the end of mario brothers they gave us a tease you know you you know he's like He's like, where are we going? You know, he's like, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me or whatever. And she smiles or something like that. You know, they tease the Mario Brothers. We're like, oh, we're going to get a sequel. And we never did. Right here, you get that crazy reverend priest guy, half his eyes all chweck and everything. And he has a piece of the blob in like a little glass jar. And it ends. And you're like, what's, is he going to let it loose? What's going to happen? And, and no, we never learned nothing. There was no damn sequel. If you guys ever, I, I want to say this exists, but um, if you ever watch those Watch Mojo videos on YouTube, yeah, I think yeah, I think I I watched so many of them that it's like a blur. But I'm pretty sure there's a list of um, on there that there's a list of movies that failed, and it, what was it? It was like the li- a list of movies that have like open endings to sequels that we'll never get, oh. and I want. And I want to, Super Mario is definitely on there. I don't know if the blob is, but I know that there, there, I can't remember how to phrase it, but there is a list like that out there, which I think is interesting. I, I saw that one. Actually, uh, you, you're right. That was on there. I don't know if the blob was on there, but I don't Mar- know if the blob's Mario on there. was. Mar- yeah, Mario is. Yeah. Excuse me. Awesome. Cool. Well, you know what? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's a special, our, our, our you know, our, we're going to continue our Halloween themed episodes. This was 
my pick, The Blob. Um, honestly, I should have done uh, Return of the Living Dead, but um, I'll save that for another time because that is the film that started my fear of zombies. You know, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. That was, you know, so hopefully maybe we'll get to that. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. Uh, that movie's awesome. Yeah. That movie's so 80s. It's so 80s. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a great flick, but God, man, I fifth grade worst worst day of my <laughs> life to watch that movie so you know when i thought about it later i'm like why didn't i pick that movie but i wanted to pick something that because the blood doesn't get enough love man exactly and it doesn't it just wants a hug it's so misunderstood that's the, that's the problem with the blob we see it as a villain just like when you look at frankenstein's monster you know he's like scary you know it's not scary <laughs> like it, it it the blob just wants a he's hug. just hungry it, no, it, it just wants a hug. He's, lon- he's lonely. He wants a hug. Dude, it's like ever scissor hands, and then he just ends up, you know, eating. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know those. Um, I, I I have them on my wall. I'll send you a picture. But you guys seen those sad emo friends? They're like characters, and they look sad. Like I have a bunch of them. I have like like Link, and it says I'm not Zelda. It has uh, the Joker. <laughs> no. It has the Joker, and it That's says awesome. I'm not smiling in the inside. It has. Uh, Samus, and it says, I'm not Metroid. It has Batman. You like, it would be cool if they had, like, horror-themed one, and it says, The Blob, and it's like, I just want to hug. Because, you know, and because he can. He'll kill anybody he hugs. Oh. So there you go. So there you go, The Blob. I, I recommend it to watch. It's it's not one where you watch and you're like, oh, this is terrible. It is entertaining, and it is... Check your brain at the door. It's just, you don't think, you just <laughs> yeah. watch it. Yeah, and you know. If, it, if you like B Kevin movies. Dillon. If you like Kevin Dillon. If you like <laughs> B movies. If you like Entourage. That, that if you like Entourage. If you like pranks. <laughs> on yeah. If people you like Eraserhead. If you're a fan of Eraserhead. If you like The Walking Dead. Yes. If you like Kevin Dillon. Saul. Yeah. If you like Kevin it's, Dillon, it's for you. And I think you, you know what I, I. I'm gonna make it Kevin Dillon. Uh, like a fan page. He has such a, he has such an interesting nose. Like the whole time. I'm just like, he's weird looking. He's so weird looking. I, I can't, I like the nose, like in his like pretty eyes and his nose. Like, I'm like, this is our leading man, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He's like, I mean, sadly it was the other brother who got all the, all the love, you know? Yeah. Matt, Matt Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. But poor Kevin Dillon, you know, he he tried, but it, yeah, there's something about his nose. It's weird. I do have a uh, music video, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, you know, all right, so. Um, for 80s music video memories, I did pick a video, but I have a prepared statement before I uh, tell you what the music video is. Ooh, I'm excited about this. Um, I just want to say that due to my strong personal uh, convictions, I wish to stress that this music video in no way endorses a belief in the occult. And <laughs> I, I want, my music video is thriller. Oh my, I like the moment, like at first I'm like, okay, where's she going with this? I was like, all right, cool. You know, she's, and then right when you started saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, dude, that's so hilarious. I love that. That was perfect. Um, but yes, I picked thriller by Michael Jackson, the quintessential, Music video, honestly, of all time, Halloween song of all this and like Monster Mash are like the biggest Halloween songs. But as um, we were talking before we started the podcast, me and Max were saying that 
it's probably the best music video of all time. Ever. It, it, it really influenced a lot of other people. It's very, yeah, it's just influential. And it was by John Landis. And I had uh, makeup by Rick Baker, which is awesome. And my mom almost ran into Rick Baker. Well, she did run into Rick Baker at Comic-Con once. Like, ran right into him, which was cool. He was nice about it. Oh, but, dude, that's awesome. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, you just ran into Rick Baker. So cool. And I always, he was always, like, he's always a hero of mine, Rick Baker. So, um, so the, you know, the makeup is great. And, and you know what? It Honestly, I didn't even think about it till right now. It does kind of connect with the blob because in in the music video they're in a theater and they're watching a kind of a, a B 1950s film oh, and yeah, they are. and yeah and they're in a theater and she gets scared and they leave and it's very yeah it has that kind of little connection there's a cheerleader you know and a jock kind of in it and uh yeah it's just if you what can't you say about the music video if you haven't seen it then you've been living under a rock but it's it's the most popular Michael Jackson video and uh it's a fantastic one. So I'll post that on um, when this video or podcast goes up. I'll post that video on our Facebook, Facebook slash 88 miles per hour podcast or whatever. And you can check it out there. So that's my segment for today. I love the Thriller music video. I remember as a kid, like watching it on VH1 and like, I remember I was like, man, this, this is so long. I felt like, you know, I think it was at 14 minutes. Yeah, it's a but long. It just yeah, feels like it feels like a half hour or something. I it's just a mini like, movie. Love it, like especially when he like um, when he turns and then he's the zombie, mm-hmm. like that look. Oh, oh and then you got Vincent Price doing, right, of course, you know, talking in it and uh, as uh, the uh, laugh. Uh, and um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, and the dance, like the thriller dance, like is so popular in its own way. Like you. It would that movie thirteen going on thirty? They dance in it, and they've got there's videos of the prisoners yeah. dancing to that, it. That makes me mad though. It's like really like like have you ever been to a party where everybody does it perfectly? Like come on, and you and you suck, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm the one that just does. The one, the, no. I can't do um like I've gone to like weddings and stuff like that, and they do the song where it's like um. Two hops this time, and it's like oh, to the left. I, I hate that. Song. I sit down for like, like they'll be playing normal music, and I'm dancing. And as soon as I hear everybody clap your hands, I'm like, nope, sit down. Like I don't want to. Uh, I thought you were going to say you it. got up and did. I was like, I want to nope. see footage of that. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'm on Miss I, I love her the head in a sweater. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I love the cha cha slide because I don't. It, I, I'm like everybody else. I feel like that's my dancing. Like, I, I can hide, you know? I can't do it. I could do, like, the Macarena. That was popular when I was a kid. <laughs> everybody oh was doing God. the Macarena when I was, like, nine years old. We should bring that back. How come How come the Macarena is not on, on weddings? That was it. Oh, my God. As a kid, the Macarena was at every wedding. That, oh, my gosh. Especially in Southern Mambo California. Oh, my God. Don't forget, all the time. there's Mambo number no. five. That was also. Oh, I I had his CD at Lou Vega. Wow. I loved Lou Vega or Lou Vega, whatever. <laughs> you guys are a little bit of Gina. <laughs> oh yeah. man, um, yeah. You know what? With Thriller, we had on Betamax. We had the whole. Uh, it was like uh, probably like an hour long or a half hour long of the making of Thriller. I- and yeah. it was so freaking cool just seeing them That's making awesome. all of it and everything. Like, and I that I, that was the film that made me assume until like m- much later when I was because I was I was young I was like 
four or five at the time. But that was when I thought contacts were hard. Like they were like glass that you were putting in your eyes. Like they were that were they were tough because you know there were full like contact lenses that he had to put on in his eyes. And the way they did it, I remember I was like, man, like that's scary. It could cut your eyes. Like that that must hurt because I thought contact lenses were were glass. I mean, maybe well, they were at some to, time. To I mean, to be honest though, like a lot of the older ones and like crappier ones can really mess up your eyes. Like if you're not getting the right ones. Like, because a lot of times they are, like, just made with, like, really bad plastic. And I've had, when I, um, I had a friend, well, I worked at Halloween Haunt, and a girl that I was working with, she got them, and she looked really cool, but she got, like, cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she was, she looked amazing, and she was doing really well, and I wanted to get some, too, but I never, like, I just never had a chance to. She, um... Went blind. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> not as extreme, but no, she, but she really, she hurt her eyes really bad and she couldn't continue, um, doing her position Dang. because she injured her eyes from it. So you have to be really careful with those. Just saying. Wow. I've <laughs> so, never had a contact in my eye. Before. And, um, there was a show, I can't, what's it? Farscape. I think it was, um, there was an actress on it and she used to wear contacts and, on the show because she was like this alien and everything and uh um, white girl right the, the, i mean her she was like she, very pale she, show, right? she no it was not the one with the spiky white hair it was she was bald oh and okay. um she would always, yeah that actress um stopped being on the show and she's forever messed up her eyes because of it seeing holy yeah. crap yeah so um, but they're so cool though if you get the but if you get the right ones that are made um specifically for your eyes um they're amazing like they can really change how you look like it's amazing so so yeah but yeah thriller yeah that that song is it's it's like i remember for a good amount of years because we always used to go camping every year like from like very like young to about like high school um till i think it was junior year or sophomore year was the last year we went but we would always go um the very whatever the last holiday is in september uh or the holiday in September. That, Labor Day? Yeah, when school would start uh, the following week, I remember, and we would always go camping. And MTV always had the top music videos of all time. And Thriller was always number one. Always. always. Every every year, Thriller was the number one video. And and it is. It's, it's, it's a great song. You know, everyone goes out and dances to it. Like I said, that album was amazing like that, that's what i said again dude everything has connected in this episode i brought it up earlier like that album was Ooh, just freaky. so massive that everybody loved that song like it didn't matter who you were like i remember that when when i was a kid they, like you could buy the the michael jackson doll and it came with a microphone that you could you know and it was a you know <laughs> you could sing like thriller like i remember being a kid there's old Betamax, like, from freaking, like, 85, 86 or whatever, and, like, we're right there singing Thriller, like, as kids. Like, it, I don't know. It's, I, that was a good choice. It's a it's a perfect song, perfect Halloween song. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's amazing. My, my dad has, I think, three or five um, Thriller vinyls. I know he has one oh, that's wow. uno- unopened. I know he has an unopened one that's, like, first edition, first issue of the of Thriller. So. And I love that thing, like the the statement before the video, because he was Jehovah Witness at the time. Yeah. Right, right, I'm right. Like, oh my gosh, like ridiculous. It's awesome. like really, like come on. Like I remember even like I like 
I knew that's why it was because he wanted to make sure like no one thinks he's a satanist or anything like, yeah no one's gonna think that you're doing a music video but yeah he, he was so but you know his family since they were still kind of involved with him his mom they, especially yeah they were really worried about that so that's why they he did that because yeah. of his family too for those of you uh when you're listening right now ladies and gentlemen at the very end after my song of the week i'm gonna i'm gonna play the special uh extra tape recordings of vincent price and Michael Jackson of the Thriller Sessions. It, there's a lot more to it. There's an extra verse that Vincent yeah, there is. says. It also There's also an intro part where it is going, you know, it says, he goes, Hello, I am Vincent Price, and I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and then they go, Welcome to the Thriller. You know, like, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to hear that, because you're like, all right, I'm glad they took that out, because it, it, it didn't have the impact. But that, no. like, it has him doing the whole, it, they took this out, but it, it, when Vincent Price is saying his whole, the whole, you know, rap, and then it goes, he goes, and at the end he goes, can you dig it? And then he does the <laughs> laugh. He does the laugh, and it's just like, they, they omitted the can you dig it part, but then they add that laugh, and that laugh has been sampled in many songs before, but it's, Vincent Price's voice was perfect, perfect for that. I, you know what? I'm also going to play how they got Vincent Price to be a part of this, you know, to be on the record, you know. So, so yeah, listen in at the very end. You'll get some cool special Also, treats. if you have time, go on YouTube and look up Indian Thriller. There, this <laughs> th- That video circulated around when I was, like, in high school, and it cracked me up. Like, it's, so it's, it's like, basically the same song. I have to, like, later. I'm going to watch it later because it's, like, yeah, it made me laugh so much. That's how exactly I go. And it's curly hair. So watch Indian Thriller if you have the chance to. And his thick mustache. so good. And he's wearing, like, a red jacket, like, in the other one. Why isn't that the song of the week? <laughs> oh man alright ladies and gentlemen well it's that time let's end off the show with today's song of the week uh, as of late I've been trying to relate the whatever I'm going to give you guys I'll try to relate it to, to, the, to the film that we're doing and since we talked about the blob and we talked about how it's like it just it consumes you or like it just burns your acid it just you know it's a slow death you know your flesh is just being ripped like I don't know disintegrated I, I thought I'd give you Today's song of the week, it comes from Billy Idol from the album Rebel Yell, and it's the song Flesh for Fantasy. So that's Ooh. the song that I'm going to give you. It's, uh, it's all, you know, the, the album was released November 10th, 1983. And uh, the, I, out of all the songs, I really, really love my favorite off of this album is Flesh for Fantasy. There's also this cool little, like, bass line in it, like, you know, that... And it, it, if if you're a fan of M83, uh, Claudia Lewis has this cool little bass line that, that just sounds very reminiscent of this song. And uh, again, Flesh for Fantasy, I love it. It's it's so good, you know. It's just more like the chill back song, you know, like, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, check it out. It, it's, a, it's a great song. So, uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um we're uh, 88 miles per hour podcast make sure to subscribe to us on itunes we're podbean uh follow us uh also make sure to um 
we we went and filmed at Long Beach Con, and I got overconsumed with a lot of work. I actually have someone currently editing the footage, so uh, I should be getting it very very soon, so I could finally load it, so you could see Max and Chelsea in action. Uh, also, too, we're going to be at Kamikaze, so if you want to come out, say hello. We'll be there at Stanley's Kamikaze in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, uh, follow Brothers Bear Podcast if you're a fan of all things geek, not just 80s, but all things geek. Check us out. Um, and then there's also the Monkey Monsters uh, cosplay that's just following of the, the world of Han Cholo, Princess Loka, and Artuditu, You know, uh, so yeah, so uh, you guys have any final words? Uh, I was just going to say... Uh... We ran out of time for the video game review, but check out A Boy and His Blob. It's uh, it's about a game where a boy, like, you try to figure out um, obstacles and puzzles, but you give uh, jelly beans to this. It's literally a blob, and he turns into, like, a ladder or he turns into an umbrella. It's really fun. It's only, like, eight bucks, and um, check it out. A Boy and His Blob. That yeah, I I always wanted to play that game. I never got to play that game, but I always wanted to. But yeah, like you give different jello beans and and it, and it turns them into like other things, right? Yeah, like it's like a ladder or like a uh, um, like a pit hole and stuff. Like you you have to. It's it's a total puzzle game. The controls are a little stiff at times, and like you know maneuvering, and it's it's not straightforward at all. But it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's and- really different. And just like I pointed out earlier with, like, me having, you know, my fear of the blob. I remember when the Blow and the Bob came out, like, and I saw that game. I was, like, scared because I'm like, no, like, the blob would kill you. Why is he your friend? <laughs> like, this makes no sense. I don't know. So, yeah. What it's about- because this blob's white. That's yeah. why you <laughs> What about you, Chelsea? What are your final words? Um, my final words are, I want to say that... Uh, hopefully we do another podcast after this one, another Halloween one. But if we don't have uh, one in time, I want to say that I hope everyone has a uh, happy Halloween, a safe Halloween. Make sure to check your candy, wear reflective clothes, go to houses that you only know. If you're young to trick or treat, if you're old, do it too. Um, but if you are out walking, make sure your pets are inside. And also, if you are out walking and uh, trick-or-treating at your neighbors. Don't go look at what that weird blob-like substance is over in the woods. Don't check it out. Just leave it alone. Yeah, that the best way to put it. And I, you know what? We are going to have one more episode before Halloween unless... Well, you hopefully, know, we'll, we'll, if, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Hopefully we, hopefully we do, but if we don't... Have a good Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm. Know. That's what I'm saying. Like if we if we don't get around to it, yeah. but hopefully we'll do another episode because I love Halloween and I want to talk about another movie. Yeah, for sure. and then plus it would be your your pick this time. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, we had fun uh, reminiscing about Super Mario Brothers, talking about the craziness that was the most awesome film of all time, and then talking about sadness with dogs and monster dogs <laughs> and, and kids being murdered and the blob chasing <laughs> us. But after all of that, I think it's time that we walk and get into that DeLorean and travel back to the future.
enjoy the crime You do your time Never been nothing before The song the world now recognizes as Thriller was originally titled Starlight. You'll hear first from songwriter Rod Temperton, followed by Quincy Jones, as they discuss the legendary screen actor Vincent Price's important role in the recording of Thriller. Yeah, it was quite a a funny story. When I wrote Thriller, I'd always envisioned this kind of talking section at the end and um, didn't really know what we were going to do with it. But uh, one thing I'd thought about was to have somebody, a famous voice in the horror genre, to do um, this vocal. Uh, Quincy's wife knew Vincent Price. And so Quincy said to me, how about if we got Vincent Price? And I said, well, that'd be amazing if we could, you know, get him. So... He spoke to his wife, and, and they got it together, and Vincent said he would love to do it. So it was all set up that he would come in and do it. Then, And the idea was going to be that he would just talk some horror talk from right. the type of lines he would deliver in, in some of his famous roles. And right up until the night before the session, and just before I went to bed, Quincy called me and said... You know, the session's at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and I'm a bit scared because Vincent's never been in on a a pop record before. Uh, I don't know that he's ever recorded in such a manner with with music tracks and headphones and everything. And it may may be difficult for him to come up with something to do. So perhaps you better write something uh, for him to say um, just in case we get stuck. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll get up tomorrow morning and uh, write it before we come to the studio. So I went off to bed, and the very next morning at 9 o'clock, the bell rings, and uh, I'd totally forgotten this, but my publisher from England had come over to America, and it had always been planned that we would have breakfast that next morning. And he came and arrived and I thought oh my goodness you know I'm supposed to write this thing but I've got this lengthy meeting and so I had the breakfast with my publisher and had a long business meeting which went up till noon and uh, the session was at two o'clock and finally my publisher left and about ten past twelve the phone rings and it's Quincy says how are you doing have you have you got something and I said yeah, well, don't worry about it. I'll have something. Uh, I'm just finishing it off. <laughs> and so I hung up and got a piece of paper and frantically started to write some stuff. And just one of those lucky times, that uh, it just flowed out of me. Uh, I mean, it, well, I'd written all the lyrics for the song and, and uh, the theme of the whole thing was so strong anyway that it was quite easy to visualise all these kind of lines that uh, Vincent would say and so I started writing and I wrote one verse there while I was waiting for the taxi and then I got in the taxi and while I'm going to the studio I'm, I wrote two more whole verses of which so so I wrote three uh, verses of, of poetry or rap 
and, and we only needed two in the end anyway. And as I arrived at the studio, I saw a car pull up and out steps Vincent Price and the taxi pulled around the back of the studio and I dived out of the cab, raced in the back door, said to the secretary, photocopy this quick. And uh, they put it on the music stand and he walked in and sat down in his chair and off we went. Peggy, my wife at the time, Peggy Lipton, her, she was a very good friend of Vincent Price and man, if you're dealing with a, with a horror film, who is better than P Peter Laurie or Vincent Price? I mean, please, you know. So that, that just felt like it was very natural, you know. And Rod was great. He uh, was, uh, I was calling him in the cab on the way to the, the, the date, you know, and so forth. And he wrote this brilliant Edgar Allan Poe spiel and had it just knocked them socks off, you know. And Vincent really understood that, you know. Okay, you got a tempo, you know, it's locked in, and you've got so many bars to do this, 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 this speech. You know, you can't end it because we can't have a little instrumental feeling until we get back to the mainland. So the 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 narrator has to time it so he starts here. <laughs> and then it's here. It's not easy to do and still put expression in it and everything else. And Vincent did it in two takes. I'm telling you, man, it is so difficult because you can't stretch tape, you know, and stretch the, the speech, you know. Whatever he does, that's it, you know. That's his voice. And darkness falls across the land, you know. So it was fabulous, man. And he was, he was out of there. Uh, and he, <laughs> as he left at Westlake, they have a double door there. Uh, for the sound, protect the sound when somebody comes in, you know, delivering pizza or something. And he says, is that all that, that you needed me? He said, that, that, we, said we all got applauded and everything. He said, oh, well, he was beautiful, man. And now a behind-the-scenes treat from the original voiceover session for Thriller with Michael and Vincent Price. You'll also hear the never-before-released second verse of Vincent's rap written by Rod. Okay, tape rolling, anytime you want. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. This is Vincent Price. Michael Jackson is... The Thriller. <laughs> Do we both say it? Say it together. I say inviting you to. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anytime. Test roll. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to... The, the Thriller. thriller. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream, but no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly ghouls from every tomb 
are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Can you dig it? <laughs> It's great fun. <laughs> great banger. Cut. Okay. All right.